Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Number one, you can never have sex. Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back! Come along, everyone! Step right up! Hey, welcome back to House of a Thousand Horrors. Today, we got a... uh, a special one for you, a cult classic known as Terrifier. Yeah, I got, pretty, oh, excuse me, funny. let me introduce you first. No, I'm I got Riley, my co-host, with me. Run it back, dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, we're doing Terrifier. I got my co-host, Riley, with me. Hey, guys. You may speak up? now. <laughs> All right, I may you speak. may speak now. You have to raise my fucking hand every single time you talk, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, dynamic. 2016 movie, Terrifier. Crazy. Crazy yeah. to hear that. That's like, what were you in elementary school then? Dude, I was like just born. <laughs> it's fucking insane. When did you see this movie first? I saw this in 2018. I'll be real. Now, like, wait. Going back to it. Now, huh? did you see this movie or did you see a YouTube video? I was on Netflix with my girlfriend and we saw this random movie and we were like, oh, let's watch it because we wanted to watch a horror movie, but we kind of wanted to watch a one that like. We didn't really heard of or seen, and Netflix kind of has some stinkers, but it also has some pretty good ones. And like we just stumbled upon it like, wait, with wait, a miracle. Wait. So it was on Netflix. Yes, it was on Netflix because I saw Netflix Australia, but just making yeah, sure I, I didn't know it was on Netflix. How did you watch it today, Jordan? Jordan I got to tell you something, I'm dude. I, I don't live today, in Florida dude. like you think I do. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> did you get a VPN? And honestly, I'm just surprised because like I just didn't see you seeing this movie. Until we did it for the podcast. Yeah, no, dude. When you when you said the name, I was like, "Are you talking about like that that clown like one, the the killer one?" And you're like, "Yeah." And then immediately just it shot back up because I almost forgot about this movie. To be fair, and like it's a really shitty thing that I almost did because holy shit, revisiting it. Wow. Well, unlike Candyman, which like the original one ninety two, which was like when I saw a review saying cult classic, I'm like, no, nah, it's a pretty mainstream movie. This actually <laughs> is a cult classic. Yeah, no, dude. I even from the get go, it definitely has those like vibes of like, all right, dude, you're immediately gonna be like a cult classic. Like this is just really well tied together, and it's low budget, and it's not like well known. I don't think. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so, dude. It's crazy too. But definitely in the horror community, and 2016 is longer ago than I thought it would be. But um, I just feel like within the last how long is that? That's six years. Like you definitely don't get horror movies of that caliber anymore. Dude, I to be fair, th- yeah, no, like this movie honestly feels ageless to a certain extent because, like, just rewatching it, like a lot of the like scary like shit in it was super relevant. It didn't feel anywhere near like, and not to say twenty sixteen is outdated by all means, but still, it, it felt like very new to me, even though I already seen it before. Just yeah. recapping on it. Um, well, just to give a basic rundown of it like i said we said it's 2016 what so i think it must have been filmed and like and finished in 2016 because the release date is actually in 2018 or wait i'm sorry yeah let me take it back i saw something about 2018 though i know what you're talking about what is that so it was premiered at the telluride horror show film festival in 2016 Mm. and based on that reaction based on that 
like premiere, Dread Central and Epic Pictures picked it up for a limited theatrical release in March of 2018. Wow, that came out in theaters, dude. I guess very limited. Holy shit! Damn, that'd be really, cool. There's so many movies see. I want to see in theaters, dude. This movie would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, in and the that's, theater. I mean, that's Holy a long shit. road because basically for two years it was just kind of sitting in limbo. Really? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Damn, that, that's insane, dude. Yeah, so its runtime is an hour and 22 minutes, which I love. It's short and to the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it can actually no, be streamed. I don't know if this is where you saw it today, but it's free right now on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. No, it, you, you gave me that heads up, and I immediately took it. Which is awesome. It's on... Uh, yeah, dude. It, you can watch it. It's through IMDb TV, so I guess you could go directly to there. If you don't have Amazon Prime, but that's pretty awesome. It's just got ads, but it's still worth it. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, like, just the synopsis. Uh, I mean, very basic. On Halloween night, Tara Hayes, Hayes finds herself as the obsession of a sadistic murderer known as Art the Clown. Um, I'm sure we'll get into some of this more, but basically the conception of this is there was a movie called All Hallows Eve by Damien Leone. Another kind of cult classic anthology Halloween horror movie. And in 2015, Damien Leone launched a campaign on the crowdfunding site Indiegogo to finance Terrifier just to have a full spinoff off Art the Clown, which was just like a piece, like a story of the All Hallows Eve movie. And after the Indiegogo campaign went about, filmmaker Phil Falcone provided the uh, necessary funds for the project for a producer credit. And uh, there's also like other individuals and, and you'll, you see them thanked at the end of the credits in the movie. And there was a, I also saw there's a short film terrifier in 2013. Oh, kind of like uh no, I'm sorry. 2011. Yeah. 2011. Damn. Okay. Was even before Hollow's Eve. Apollo's Eve is 2013. Mm-hmm. It's so like Art the Clown's kind of been around in the horror community now for like over 10 years. Shit, dude. I mean, kind of, and it's weird to say, but it kind of makes sense, too, just because of just how well designed the character is. He's like not too intricate, nor is he like super fucking simplified. Like, he's just that kind of like, and I'm probably going to be gushing about this a lot. He's just a really fucking well designed character. Yeah, and they don't expand on him too much, which is very um, appreciated. You know, yeah, it's appreciated. And it's very <laughs> 80s. In that regard, like the originals of like um, Friday the 13th, the Halloween, like your big ones, they're, you know, you don't know much about them. They're just very, uh, they're just evil killers, and that's about what you get. Yeah. No, and to be fair, dude, like taking it in that direction, like even though you're kind of repeating what's already been done, you're kind of going in with the mindset of, you know, what isn't broken, like no need to fix. And I feel like because of that, they had such a, good grasp of self-awareness of what it was so they could really kind of just focus on all the good parts of like an 80s slasher and like take out all that fluff all that like unnecessary storytelling that so many people try to do with like modern day slashers yeah because you could be um you know you could see an hour 22 minutes and that be kind of like oh i should extend this a little bit and then you can add fluff or you can add in that kind Mm -hmm. of uh you know, like backstory, but no, he just went for an hour 22. Like, let's just hit it hard, the whole movie, and that's it, and get out. I love that. Dude, and that's crazy, because, like, even an hour and 22, like, 
it still kind of felt pretty long. Like, and I don't know if it was just like the feeling of dread, you know, watching through that movie and shit like that. But definitely, like, it didn't feel as short. And that's kind of crazy too. Like, a lot of good short movies don't feel as short as they really are. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, no, it, it was it was just baffling to me because like I had to check the runtime because like we watched it and I was like, well, fuck, what time is it? Like, I was watching it with my girlfriend again, and we started at three. And finished at four twenty, and we were just like, "Whoa!" Well, I, I dead ass thought it was gonna be like five o'clock by then. Well, it's kind of interesting too because it was ballsy. We're definitely gonna talk about the the actor himself who plays it, but just to talk about the actual the short itself, the original short of um, I, forgot, I already forgot what the name of it is. Uh, Terrifying. Oh, yes. the short <laughs> in twenty eleven oh. and in All Hallows Eve and another short that I'd love to see called The Ninth Circle. Art the Clown is in all of these, and mm. he's played by Mike Gianelli. But for this new movie, who isn't tied to any of the lore, you would think that's fan service, like, you know, have the same guy. <laughs> they got a different guy to play him. Really? Yeah, David Howard Thornton, which we'll definitely talk about him. Okay. Um. So, yeah, basically, um, I mean, we kind of can get into the movie. I mean, Damien Leone is, is, like I said, he's the director. He hasn't really done much outside of Terrifier and All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also did a movie in 2015 that looks interesting. It's called Frankenstein vs. The Mummy. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Still and looks kind of So like about a year before that? Like before the Terrifier? Yeah, and, a, and then like about huh. a year or two after All Hallows Eve, so in between. Um, you know what's great, though, about him? Not only did he write both these movies, too, but he is... A special effects guy. That's his whole background. That's what all his Ooh, credits are for. Okay, that explains a lot going into this movie. Yeah, so he did work okay. on this movie. He was directing, writing, and the special effects, which is crazy. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Damn, talk about a full plate, dude. Yeah. So I, I love that. Not like just, you know, there is low budget aspects of this movie that are. Yeah, I was gonna say, what is the budget for this movie for the Terrifier? It's estimated at eight hundred thousand, which seems about really on par. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know what it is. I wish I knew more about the actual maybe cinematography or something, but the camera looks really clean, especially for 2016. It looks very realistic, but it for might some be reason... an older camera because it has that like film grain to it. It's is that you're talking about? I don't... It just looks almost too realistic, though. It looks like... Uh, <laughs> what is that effect? It kind of reminds I, me I, of the soap opera effect that you can get on mm, TVs. Oh, those kind of like cameras? Where they're not so much super cinematic, but more so just kind of like, I don't want to say like phone recording, but you know what I mean? That, yeah. that like level of realness that is just basically like you're recording something happening in real life. Yeah, and it has that effect. It looks good in that sense. Like it's not mm. like, oh, I can't see what's going on. It looks good, clear, visible, but just off. So maybe you're right. It's a cinematic It's a cinematic yeah, effect. O- older cameras uh, actually do that effect. And like a lot of... I think a lot of indie films actually like spend a lot of money on getting like older equipment because it's it's actually surprisingly crystal clear in what you could do with digital editing as opposed to like film. I'm wondering if it's something that was done since he's basically doing it all himself. If this was more like you were saying with the cinematic quality, if this is more about the editing itself, like because of the Maybe editing, that too, yeah. it doesn't look like that. Like you can yeah, tell I mean, instantly it's a low budget movie. At least I could. Mm-hmm. It looks off in that sense. Yeah, no, I I get it. And a lot of like linear shots, like narrow stuff. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, the shots are pretty straightforward, I would say. There's a couple cool ones, though. There's a couple good ones, yeah, no. Like, a lot of it... I mean, I guess... Would that be more movie discussion talking about the yeah. angles? Because there's some... All right, I'm, I'm going to hold that thought. Yeah, Because yeah. I really do like a lot of camera angles in this film. Well, uh, I guess we could talk about the uh, actors. They all got some interesting stories. <laughs> really? Okay, let's hear it. Uh, we got Jenna Cannell as Tara... I want to say Hayes. I feel like I should say Hayes. It's spelled like... How's it spelled? It's H-E-Y-E-S. So mm. it's like Hayes, but with the E. Two E's. It's like, hey, well, I'll say highs. It's like it's like eyes with an H, though. You can yeah. Like highs. We'll do highs. Okay. Well, because if you think about it, it's H-E-Y-E-S. Oh, no, because you say eyes, even though there's an E after that. I don't know, man. English I'm just going to say highs. Can, yeah. Caramel, caramel. <laughs> Uh, she delivered a TEDx titled, this is the main girl, Tara, with the black hair. Yeah. Um, a TEDx talk titled, A Bee Showed Me That Limits Are Lies, inspired by her Vanguard short film, Bumblebees, which had a festival run and has assisted in schools and festivals around the world to encourage dialogue on disabilities and compassion. Um, so she's a fan <laughs> of uh, the Candyman series. Yeah, hey, there you go. Uh, are talking about the disabilities for Candyman with his hook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think, you know, really quickly, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but is Candyman the only handicapped killer in, in relativity? I mean, would you consider Michael handicapped? Like <laughs> like mentally or what? Yeah, mentally, like psychologically, is he handicapped or psychotic? Because that's not like a handicap. That's more of a... It's giving him superpowers, I feel like. He doesn't have to waste <laughs> his brain power on other stuff. He can just devote it straight to his like, muscles. It's that and... R strength, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Now we're talking. <laughs> Art's got some of that too. Let's be real. Damn. Yeah, there you go, dude. Well, she's spitting. That's pretty dope. It's kind of like, you know, you're using the full potential of what you're trying to do because you don't have to waste like energy on like, gotta do the laundry and gotta do You don't do have to waste and, cognitive energy yeah, on you know, schedule strength. and all of this stuff. It's just like move forward, kill. Pick up, bro, I, choke, stab. Bro, I'm just spawning some ideas for some spinoff episodes we got to do. Talk about the power of Michael, the R power. <laughs> that R power. <laughs> and by R power, what do you mean? Um, well, you know. <laughs> they drop an R word in this movie, by the way. Gosh. They do? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They actually do. Can you remember the context? Uh, I want to say it's Dawn. Yeah, no, it's Dawn because she's basically trying to like talk Tara out of freaking out about it. She's like, yeah, it's just some douchebag in a costume acting like a R word. And uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we already said the R word on here, but I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. But she's got all the the, the lines, I'll say. Um, just because I'm about to get to her, actually. But just to finish yeah, on about- uh, Tara, also known as Jenna Cannell, her actual name. Um, she hasn't really been in much. She was recently a med tech in WandaVision, though. And was also in the okay. Bye Bye Man, another like low budget horror movie that. I, oh, really? She was in the Bye Bye Man. Yeah, which is on. Uh, that movie was awful. <laughs> oh yeah, super. I'm sorry, I gotta say that was a garbage it, movie. Any movie that's like the this, like the Bye Bye Man or the this man or that, and you've never heard of it, it's terrible. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't whatever. Except for Candyman, but that's not the Candyman. Yeah, it's just Candyman. She's on an episode of The Vampire Diaries in NCIS New Orleans. Good for her. Ooh, all right. Okay. All I, right. <laughs> I was sad Only for going her. up from here, dude. I was a little sad. I mean, because she has like a buzz cut in her 
headshot now. Like she looks completely different and like she's definitely the best looking one to me in this film and now it's you know, mm-hmm. RIP dude. Those beautiful black locks. Damn, well it, it was twenty it was like twenty fifteen when they were probably filming it, dude. Six years too late. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well you got <laughs> well, her you got uh, older then, dude. Her sister in the movie, her name's uh well, the actress's name is Samantha Scafidi as Victoria Highs. Um, she hasn't really been in much except for this movie and also another 2017 horror comedy called Demon Hole. And it's a fra- hmm. it's about a fracking crew that drills on sacred Native American land unleashing an ancient demon. Oh, shit. Is it a comedy? Horror comedy. I feel like horror comedy. there's yeah. some gold here of like potential episodes for us like to do. It'd be nice. I don't think we... The only comedy horror we ever really did was uh, Dead Alive, right? Well, Tragedy Girls. Oh, yeah. I'm Damn, I'm sorry. Shit. Most yeah, horror movies have episode. at least a little bit of comedy, so I'm curious how much comedy it has. Uh, how funny can you really get? I was just more saying for the fact of like, it re- sounds like a super low-budget horror movie. That'd be funny to do. <laughs> and we got um, Catherine Corcoran as Dawn, her bestie. Um, she, besides this movie though, she was in a, uh, a great cult classic. She's in the trauma entertainment's return to Newcomb high volume one and two, which was, I think around the time that terrifier was done. Um, she's also in the 2016 Amityville. Dude, you, you got all your notes on her, huh? Yeah. (laughs) 2016 Amityville, which I'm like, of course they're still making those. There's like 45 of those. Really? Of what again? Amityville. Amityville. I don't. Oh my god! Is that before my time, Jordan? I, it's before, I during, and after your time. It's like uh, <laughs> they've made a million of them because I'm pretty sure it's like the rights are like open basically to everyone. So like everybody's made a. So yeah. we could potentially make a. Amityville. You could, and that's about the budget most of them have after the original. <laughs> the original wasn't was a smash success success in like the 70s or 80s. Now it's super boring and tame if you watch it, but mm. it was one of those first like haunting movies and it, it scared everyone because it's supposedly based on a true story and the, oh i got you okay yeah was that what spawned the whole true like trope of based on a real story well you also got the exorcist too which is oh, based yeah, on a real story too. so okay. yeah but it's i do like though that i saw i mean the vanishing point has a 1.7 on imdb so that shows you about <laughs> what we're dealing with um that, really yeah i mean it's rough um, I also saw that she basically plays her own name in that um, Vanishing Point too. Her name is Katie Corcoran, and her actual name is Catherine Corcoran. So I'm like, they didn't even bother to, oh, yeah, just be Katie Corcoran. Yeah, dude, just you'll forever be uh, just a reference in any other movie. Jeez, that's a movie four people have probably seen, and they were all in okay. the movie. It was a family member movie. Only your family members watch that. We got uh, Puya Mosini as she's just listed as cat lady, which I have her in my notes as homeless crazy ladies. So you know they're about roughly almost the same. Just one with a house, doesn't she one only have house. one cat? How many cats does she have? She has only one. Yeah, I want to call her cat lady. Yeah, if anything, I no, call her baby lady. A, yeah, exactly, baby lady. She is an Iranian American actress, writer, filmmaker, and trans activist, and was born in Tehran. Uh, Tehran, Iran, according to her IMDb. Um, she hasn't really been in anything either. She guest starred on Law & Order, SVU, and like a couple other TV shows. 
Yeah, and I wanted to say, she definitely has the face of somebody that I would recognize. Like, she looked super familiar, mm-hmm. even though I don't think she's in, yeah, like you just said, not in a lot. Yeah, but I agree. Damn, yeah, no, she she definitely has, like, iconic facial features. Because, like, when I first saw her, back when I watched this for the very first time, I'm like, is she, like, someone really famous? Well, like, I don't know. She had those vibes. I will say, she does not match what she's trying to portray. You know, she looks like an actress, uh, basically. You know, like, mm-hmm. the fact that she's supposed to play a homeless, like, crazy lady just yeah, doesn't... Yeah, she has, like, all those defined cheekbones. Yeah, like, that's funny well you say that. She's super clean looking, yeah. I, that's literally one of my, the first things I wrote, like, the defined <laughs> cheekbone, like, the high cheekbones doesn't match, like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, it just doesn't work. What, dude, homeless people can't have, like, defined cheekbones? They can, but do they Oh, they ever? can now? Well, she also has, uh, like, kind of like coloring her hair too she has like streaks in it that look like recently done and they just like ruffle it a little bit like see she's crazy <laughs> yeah it doesn't work doesn't work at all for me yeah. um you got a good actress but yeah was she though uh, yeah she I mean, was to right. play the part. i mean to play the part yeah considering some of these other people we're dealing with too i don't want to ride them too hard but you got uh mac matt McAllister as mike the exterminator yeah you all right? Come on. I'm getting you the hell out of here. Jeez. I mean, he hasn't really been in anything, but his IMDb does say he was in a quick appearance in HBO's Vinyl Episode 6 as David Bowie's Mix Monitor. Yo. <laughs> say that again? We'll David that Bowie's Mixed Monitor? In Episode 6 of HBO's Vinyl as a quick appearance. Episode 6 of HBO's Quick Fucking Vinyl. You don't even know. Dude, any true fans know that. Come on, man. Yeah, no. If you're a real one, dude, you're going to... If you know it, you fucking know it. Hey, that's all I'm going to put on the that's table. That's a good poll that they ended up getting him in this. Well, I, I can see where that fucking 800000 mostly <laughs> yeah. went to. There goes yeah, half the shit. budget right there, dude. We got him for five well, minutes. All right, let's go he film at Grandma's house. It. He didn't memorize those lines. Because he doesn't need to, dude. He doesn't need to. Yeah, no. He fucking... He acts off impulse. Well, I was surprised, I will say. It says he's been performing in the New York theater scene for over a decade. Uh, and this is all him. It says, as well as appearing in low-budget films and multitudes of web series and YouTube videos. Mm. His bio says that he's gearing up for a film festival run of Damien Leone's bloody horror film, Terrifier. And he has an eye on making 2017 a breakthrough year. And then it says, dash, mini biography by Matt McAllister. Who wrote this? So he damn that I don't want to roast him, but he wrote his own biography, and the last thing he wrote was he's gearing, he's about to go on the film festival run, best fucking year of his life. Well, he didn't update it since fucking dissing a guy for it. (laughs) Well, he was gearing up for 2017 to be his breakthrough year, and we don't get an update since then. What happened? Because he's currently on the grind, bro. You think movies get pumped out? Like what? (laughs) <laughs> fucking in four years, Jordan? Nah, dude. I only He's wanna, working on them big movies. I just had a real problem with, with all his parts. I mean, say. But maybe that's not his fault. Maybe that's the uh, script's fault. Well, you know, it was kind of weird. Like, And I don't know if it was just me or maybe you don't see it the same, but I felt like he was good at acting in the beginning, but then as the film kind of progressed, he got a little bit... You the know, first time we meet him, loose. I just hated it. But again, that could be really? script because like... And this is my problem with a lot of the acting. Good thing there's not bald. too much. Is that it just goes <laughs> that he's bald? No, I'm, I'll be the, <laughs> right there with him, dude. Um, oh, shit. What are you trying to say, dude? 
Uh, no, I'm just saying that you no, know, no, you say just it, sounded dude. really hateful for a guy that was gearing up for 2017, and just because <laughs> he's not posting every single fucking day of his life. No, I mean that's his IMDb. Face. That's his profession. Um, says who? That's like me you? not checking my work email for four years, five years. Yeah, because you're working that long, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fuck whoever's trying to message you. There's stuff. He's a Sigma male, Jordan. Oh, that's true. I can Folks see that. on the grind. Um, one more Betas quick fact about it. this. I mean, I'm sure, yeah. like I said, true fans know, but he's also first cousin of actor Tate Donovan. So, you know, first cousin of Tate Donovan, yeah. really? And he's probably now his living mate because <laughs> he's not doing anything <laughs> else. Dude. All right, I'm done. I'm done all with right. all that. Fuck, come on. Man. <laughs> all right. So last one, I saved the best for last. David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown. Fucking wonderful. Killed what it. What a fucking, yeah. So that actually is a good poll <laughs> for that. Yeah, no. Definitely a fucking star of the, the whole movie, to be and fair. And I don't want to roast these people because none of them are like, these aren't none nobodies. Are bad. Nothing's harmful. Well, they're not. I think it all comes down to the script because they're really not nobody. He They went for like actors in the sense that they got all theater actors from New York. So, could, yeah. Something definitely told me too with, uh, oh my gosh, I almost forgot his name again. Uh, David Hawthorne, right? Or Howard? David Howard Thornton. Thornton. Okay, yeah. David Howard Thornton. Something when he was playing um, Art the Clown definitely spoke to me. Like, he, he has he been in theater too? Is he a very experienced theater actor? Oh, for sure. Probably the most experienced. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot of scenes I see him in when we get like kind of midway through the movie. He's definitely, and I kind of learned this in film class, when you're acting, you want to kind of act towards the audience. So you, you show your whole body. And I, I could definitely tell just by the way, like, you know, his body movement was like all there. Like he played the character literally from head to toe. And oh, like he sure. made it very, like he like made the shots clear, especially with like the saw how he kind of opened that window, like that takes a lot of skill to like keep a notice on the camera angle itself. Like well, I feel probably, like that's what separates. Well, some of his experience, he was Grandpa Who and the first through the fifth Anthology national was. tours of Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the musical. So like, wait, whoa, 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 <laughs> yo, okay, which is actually Hold probably on. a pretty big like a national tour for five. The first through the fifth tours, though, like I'm guessing that's five tours of how the Grinch stole Christmas, the musical. That seems actually pretty legit. Like you got to be a good actor. You got to know your shit, dude. Yeah, got to keep that fucking Doctor Seuss lore in your back pocket, ready to whip it out whenever. <laughs> he, I mean, he's Grandpa Who, dude. Who, dude? Who? <laughs> he's also Shizoku. I don't know if you know this. Do you know a video game called The Invisimals? The Lost Kingdom, the Invisible, the Invisibles, Invisibles. Uh, Maybe it's a kids game. I was about to say, is it, it sounds like to... a PlayStation Two game. You, I thought you were about to go off, dude, because I thought you're Mister Video Games. Uh dude, I, I'm a pretty major league gamer. If it's a PS2 game, then I might know it. Invisibles, Invisibles, right? Okay, I don't know. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. Par- pardon me just for a second. Me. Pardon me just for a second. Look, at, it's called, it's spelled like I-N-V-I-Z-I-M-A-L-S. I'm guessing it's invisible animals. That's how it's spelled. All right, so I just took a time to, 
All right, dude. I'm I'm checking this game out right now. Oh, it's an Let's augmented reality game. It is a PS3 game. It is and PS. Oh dude. my fucking god! Wait a minute. It looks like Pokemon. Yeah, this looks like a mix between Digimon and like Pokemon. Yeah, they're all ripoffs of like Pokemon in the Digimon artwork style. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Wait a minute, hold on. This game actually does kind of like a little bit cool, like monster design. Damn, wait. So he he played the main character. I don't know if he's in the main character, but he's the. Uh... Oh, he just has a role. <laughs> yeah, wait. Well, it's Damn, listed okay. high up on his thing, so it must be. He was like, yeah, he was. Bro, I mean, th- this game has some pretty decent reviews. All right, dude. Well, Shit. gotta get back to us on that. Listen to Shizuki. Yeah, I know. We got a... Damn. Definitely a a hidden gem again. So, But he's got legit voice acting work. Well, which is, that is funny because he doesn't speak at all in this, but he's also the Joker in the Nightwing mm-hmm. Escalation TV series. Actually. Yeah. Huh. Damn. Okay, so like, no fucking meme. This dude is all over the place. Holy shit. Yeah. Because I know he, I saw in one of his things too, Um, he was in Miss Hokusai, which uh, the oh, English Oh, is that one of your hentai of... things, dude? Not now. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Not now, I, dude. You always got to bring hentai into it. bald phobic, you're fucking English dub phobic. But, uh, okay, go ahead with your tentacle stuff. Uh, here we go, dude. <laughs> no, he, he, just, he just plays, uh, I think, the main character. In Mo, in These Mo are all Sokusai. Asian games, though. He's not doing like a fake Asian accent, is he? Because <laughs> <laughs> then it might be real problematic. What made in Invisimals Asian? Well, because his name's Shizoku. It's a fucking European simulator of monster no, catching. No, bro. It's all... I don't care what country it was made in. All the names are... The story follows Kenichi Nakamura, a researcher... <laughs> At PSP R&D in Tokyo. I'm reading okay, right motherfucker, do you play this game? Because I'm checking the wiki page and there's nothing since 2013. <laughs> well, I'm reading right off the Wikipedia, dude. It's bullshit. That's a fake up Wikipedia. Straight Japanese as shit, dude. It's based off Pokemon. <laughs> All right, so. Let me see. All right. Anyways. I mean, I'm... <laughs> Yo. Oh! I just hope no, he's not he transforms doing... into these monsters. It's fucking Ben 10. It's literally Ben 10, dude. It's Benton, Pokemon. With and Pokemon and Digimon. <laughs> Digimon aesthetic. What a fucking crossover. Damn, all right. So again, needless <laughs> to say, this fucking dude has definitely been in a lot of hitters. Yeah, big hitters. And he's also like, I know the voice acting work is probably his biggest stuff, but it doesn't actually apply to this movie. But the one that does apply the best to him is he has meat, uh, excuse me, mime experience, which is clear. Oh, yeah. That's... That honestly, that's where I kind of got the whole theatrical experience from. Just body language is so well defined. Yeah, I mean that that's what made or break the movie. I mean, as good as special effects and some stuff are, if they didn't have him, it could have been so much worse. Like, I don't think it'd be notable at all. Do you even th- like to be fair? Do you even think if they did not have him in this film, do you even believe it would be the same movie? I feel like it'd be so much different. Yeah, if they didn't at least have someone who was like on his level of like mime yeah, experience, they can't nail the character. I definitely feel like this movie really focused on just the character, so they went all in for finding him. Yeah, Art gets a lot of screen time. He's not like hidden in the shadows and stuff. Like he gets a lot. He's doing a lot in this movie. Yeah. 
All right, are you ready I, I to can do, respect. Are you oh. ready to do this thing? Oh yeah, let, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so should we start with the opening? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really, really like it uh, because it kind of throws like, you off. What's up? It kind of throws you off. Like, I almost forget the opening happens. Yeah, no, dude. Uh, my girl said the same exact thing. She's like, what is this? Are we watching Terrifier? I don't remember any of this at all. And I was like, yeah, no, it's I, I remember it like beat for beat, like the beginning at least. Because I remember how much it tied in to the ending, and I was like, "That's so fucking cool." I like for just you like I don't know the movie's not that long, but for some reason you just like completely forget about it by the end. Oh yeah, no, I mean definitely because, because it's only like the first ten minutes, right? If that, and then you're catapulted directly into a completely different storyline <laughs> and people. Yeah. So, but it's well, cool. I mean, dude, talk about special effects on the the person we don't know the yet. Yeah, the face. Yeah. That's haunting. It's good. A lot of these visuals, dude, definitely fucking scary. Like, and this, and it's so, it's so funny too. It's like almost kind of like really well timed on our part, or on our part, unintentionally. How we went from like Candyman two and three trying to be like these slasher, super graphic, like really scary films. And, like, it almost kind of makes the whole genre of slasher distasteful. Like, you know, seeing two stinkers in a row that try to be that. <laughs> but then we go to Terrifier, and it's like, dude, slashers are fucking awesome when they know what to do. Like, yeah, the visuals in this. And it's almost like you gotta go, um, not necessarily with already known IP to get good slashers in the sense of what an actual slasher is supposed to be, because... You know, a lot of times they're just writing off the name. You know, Candyman mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, people are going to see it, and like they don't have to try as hard as someone who's like, oh yeah. But this is a cult classic in the sense that, like I said, All Hallows Eve, not a huge smash success in the terms of making a lot of money, but it is mm-hmm. in the horror community for sure. So people definitely wanted to see art again, and like I think if you're da- a fan, you'll know. Yeah, and and Damien Leone like, that's actually real was kind of like beholden to that like he knew probably like I, this i gotta go hard on this and he does for sure yeah dude what just i'll be real dude this entire episode i'm probably just going to be giving it praise because i couldn't really find the only thing i could find that even remotely kind of like took away from this movie was just like some of the tropes not a lot but a couple of them where i realized and i was like oh dude are you come on like fuck just don't do that but just regardless, though, that, like what I feel like this movie nails is like how it's so self-aware, but it doesn't really it doesn't throw it in your face that it's like kind of self-aware. You know what I mean? Like it's written so direct and like without a little bit of fluff, like yeah. you just get straight into it. And it's not like really comedic at all, so I kind of like that. Like I don't know why I feel just like burnt out on horror comedies or trying to throw in comedy so much. I do. It's yeah. It's weird because they don't try. But they do kind of leave jokes there, like subtlety jokes. Oh, you're right. Art does too. Like he, yeah, I Art think... does. A, he's pretty funny. Like, <laughs> and that's smart clown, too like... because he is a clown. Yeah. So, yeah, no, and the, that's fucking genius too. Like when you make 
comedy that isn't up in your face like, oh, look how funny this is, but they, they do it subtly. Which is like, great that he has the mind work because it's really hard to be funny without actually talking either. It's fucking great, the one scene. And <laughs> I, I, I chuckled actually when like uh, Art catches up with uh, the older sister and like she just stabs him in the foot and he kind of like howls in pain and silence and then flips her off in the background when she's running away. That's fucking genius. <laughs> That's just, like, awesome. He's like fucking like shaking and shit. And it's like, again, it's like comedy that isn't like directly said. It's just like, if you see it, you catch it and laugh. Oh, for sure. And then like, he kind of does, you know, whenever he's caught or like some bull- like when the police show and he just kind of fucking rolls his eyes and just, you know, goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a really, Those, and it's like, so uh, weird too, because I feel comedy. like it's the simple characters that are like the most intriguing. Like, uh, the pizza guys. Oh, dude, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, there's really not many characters. There's he got oh, I'm, art. I'll be real. I'm just, I'm literally just saying like art himself. Like, yeah, he's just straight to the point. Nothing too complex. Well, what the? Sorry, I feel like we just bounced around. But with the opening, I think no, it you're was, good. It yeah, was let, let's get back. Great. To the, yeah. Like you get a, a basically a murder scene right in the beginning, which I mean you could say is a, a trope, but um, it definitely sets you up. You don't really know what's going on in a sense. I think I thought initially that you're going backwards in time. Or no. I thought we were going... I don't know why I didn't. Because they said, you know, a year... The reporter, the interviewer who was asking about... Um, She's talking about surviving the incident a year ago. A year later. For some reason, maybe just because I knew it was all Hollow's Eve. Uh, based off of that, I thought they were like referencing a year previous... Meaning like I, all yeah, Hallows see, Eve, I'll be real. and we were in I was kind of fooled, thinking that it was just the day after. Yeah, like and it, where I feel like that was the point too, where, uh, you you think you're like you know continuing on, and that was just kind of like oh that's fucking weird. When are we gonna go back to that? Yeah, and I don't, I don't blame that interviewer for being kind of scared of her, but I mean she's like. <laughs> A terrible person, though, how she's like calling people up mm-hmm. and saying, like, I, you know, she thought she was going to gag and everything. Oh, God. Yeah, no, just really fucked up shit behind the curtain. And actually, you get a kind of gruesome one right in the beginning because she does the eyes through the head, eyes through the holes in the head. How did, how did the eye poke out when she just punctures both of her eyes with her thumbs? Because, like, when you see <laughs> the corpse and stuff, the little eyes dangling out. Maybe she got Good some effect, of that. but I was just kind of like, wow. She got Crushed some of that Mike Myers strength. Yep, she's got that R strength, dude. I didn't think, you know, that busting open the face necessarily, the blood coming out, like that specific part didn't feel like super realistic. But when the reporter is actually on the ground, and they do a lot of this in the movie, and you're just like, there's her face dead, and the eyes like laying there and stuff, that looks gnarly. I thought you were going to talk about like the gasps of like her final breath and shit like that. Oh, and like, then just literally fading away. The, like, that's kind of like a terrifying, like lingering effect. Like when you like, audibly hear them like dying oh yeah like, i feel like the that adds rattle. a layer to the death makes it way more impactful yeah and the um girls like the victims like laughing covered in blood it's like that's yeah. quite a way to start yeah no fucking it definitely gives you gives you like a heads up too and like just how graphic this movie will be and like how well a lot of the practical effects are oh for sure yeah especially when you know i was gonna see the same guy was doing all of it <laughs> well yeah absolutely dude and, like, I think there was only, 
two, technically only two off-screen kills in this entire movie. Which one? Which is good. It was the owner of the pizza restaurant and True. then Crazy Lady when, dude, that scene, I want to get into that later because I don't want to skip too far ahead, well, but holy fuck, there's like a moment in this movie where it just gets downright fucking actually terrifying, like freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, well, you like, brought up the, a second watching. the pizza owner because that's basically where we jump to right after the report machine. You bring up yeah. the pizza owner. I did. I got to get this information out because I did a whole deep dive on this. Yeah, go ahead. Dude. So I might as well break it down. So because <laughs> yeah, I paused the, it. Let's go from the first kill. Well, like, I I just paused it during. It was. I think it was after the pizza owner was killed. I paused it. Uh, after that, when I when it was the other pizza worker getting uh, attacked, and I paused it to see what his shirt said. And it said Deer Hills Pizza. I'm like, this has got to be a reference to something. So I look up Deer Hills Pizza because I'm also trying to figure out where this movie is supposed to be taking place. And I found like the specific plaza that it was shot at. Uh-huh. It was this place called Deer Hills Pizzeria. And it was like a super famous pizzeria, I guess, in this area of New York. Um, I want to say Long Island, like Deer, Deer Hills is in Long Island. But yeah, it, and mm. it had it must have been an homage well, shoot, it was an homage, but right after this movie, because uh, the movie was shot in 2016, 2015, in 2017, Deer Hills Pizzeria shut down after like 50 years. What? Yeah. No. I was pretty sad about that. Fuck, really? Yeah, because there's so many references. All the actors are from New York, so I'm guessing like this guy's mm-hmm. a New York guy, and it was shot in New York, even though it doesn't say necessarily it was shot in New York. Mm-hmm. There's well that part definitely was it's the exact plaza. So there's all these references to New yeah. York. The credits even have like uh, thanks to Long Island Cable and stuff. So this guy's a New York dude and made sure to include that um, piece in there. And but I will say there's some good news though. It's now after you know changing some hands. It's now called Masenio Pizza in the same location. Mm-hmm. Has good reviews. And even all the right. people, okay, good, yeah, people who didn't like the or did love Deer Hills Pizzeria are like in this place now. And it's authentic New York Italians. So just to, just to quiet your fears, you can still get Masenia Pizza and it's legit. All right, good. I thought I was going to have to cancel my plane tickets for a minute there, Jordan. And it rivals Manhattan Pizza. Oh. So some bold I know you're words. worried about all that. <laughs> now we can get into some kills. Well, part of yeah. that too is. Well, the, I mean, I'm saying we can start from what we liked from the first kill and just go onward from there. Yeah. What, what does Art do in that bathroom in the pizza shop? I, you know, dude, he he didn't even eat pizza. I don't know. Something must have been really giving him a bad stomach ache. Well, the guy says there's piss and shit all over that he's cleaning up, but but it looks gross. It's all chunky it and stuff. Like blood. It's like bloody and shit. It looks bloody, but and then he wrote his name in it. Is he writing his name in poop? Is he that deranged? I think you mean to say, is he that poetic? Because <laughs> he's art the client. You know, he's you know, there's a layer of irony in it, sure. But like, I don't think you're seeing the bigger picture in his actual art. Like, I mean, it's it's literally art. It's yeah, it's art. He's, he's a bold <laughs> speaker, dude. It's you know? performance art. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, but I. I don't know, dude, because like, oh God, just, I was just confused what that was like, what that was. Yeah. What that was all about. Yeah. Of course, Don thought he was jerking off in there, but no, we definitely get a shot of bloody, yeah, chunky, piss and poop. shit and blood. 
Yeah. On a toilet seat. And if it was just blood, the guy would be able to tell. He'd be like, what is this, like, bloody, like, I don't know. He references as piss and shit, though, so. Yeah. He's definitely writing his name in poo-poo. Well, because he's asking, he's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, piss and shit? Or no, you know, he's talking about, like, oh, like, I better get overtime for cleaning up piss and shit. Yeah. So he yeah, definitely uh, had a taste or had a smell. Like, he knew what he was cleaning <laughs> up. <laughs> Take a little sample. You know, had to make sure he knew what he was cleaning before he started using the bleach. Yeah. Dude. You don't want to waste that shit. I mean, to make good that, pizza. That Walmart plant, a brand bleach. I want to do a little quick shout out to Walmart. Oh, okay. That's some Walmart products. They are sponsoring us. Fucking love Walmart. Yeah, but you so got to know, Walmart man. Walmart brand bleach. And this is a shout out to Deer Hills Pizzeria, RIP. But to be able to make the best pizza, to make something taste the best, you also have to know what tastes the worst. Because that's the only way you can get a full spectrum of taste. So oh, it, dude, absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, what's a few fucking turds in your pizza really going to affect you, like, long term, you know? Whoa, how dare you? I never said he's putting turds in the pizza. That No, but they got to know what's the worst fucking flavor. I'm not saying there's turds in their pizza. I'm just saying, dude, you got to pop a squat, cook a fat pizza. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah, how can you know? It reminds me of, like, what I think it's Butter says in South Park, one of the old ones, when he goes, you know, how can you know happiness if you don't know sadness? Like, how can you know the best Poetry. tasting? If you don't know the worst. Facts. So. And you know what, dude? Any motherfucker that goes to uh, that fucking restaurant and be like, dude, this pizza tastes like shit. He's like, you want to know what <laughs> shit tastes like, bitch? Do you really fucking know what shit tastes like? He's yeah. going to get on that counter, pop a squat, lay one out, and fucking cook a pizza. <laughs> cook a shit pizza. He's like, yeah, eat that. What does that taste like? Well, what does it I, taste like, bitch? I think there was, you know, if Messenio Pizza really is as good as Deer Hills Pizzeria was, you they know, know what shit tastes like. Yeah, they did an initiation <laughs> ceremony, you know? Dude. That's a that, strong that's Italian tradition. <laughs> Outside, you know what, dude? This this movie goes above and beyond giving us a lot of fucking lore about this pizzeria. Yeah, it's about, you got to read between the lines. Most people watch this and yeah, say, oh, blood, uh, poop, you know. No, no, oh, no. Oh, no. no this, there's Guts deeper and... context. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. I, You know what, Jordan, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, we just slandered this whole, everybody involved with this movie. Slandered this movie? I have no fucking clue what you, I don't know what your definition of slander is. I'm just giving praise where it's deserved, buddy. Well, speaking of the pizza worker, though, he gets uh, face on fired, skull fired. I really wish we saw that kill, but I mean, we see you his know, arm no get chopped off. Really, yeah, man. yeah, we see his face get stabbed like a ton. No, the owner? No, 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 the guy after. The yeah, I'm talking about the owner. I'm talking about the owner, like how he got his fucking head on like a little pike and like candles lit and stuff in his eyes. Oh yeah, because the oh you're, you're okay. Yeah, so the owner had his face lit on fire and then he just stabbed the pizza worker he like put it on time. the ticket stabber yeah oh is that what it was i think so yeah it makes sense oh i don't know i don't know why a ticket stabber would be on a counter but either way it was like you know prodded up and that was kind of like again like they're just showing off like how talented their team is with like practical effects and shit well i will like, just because we're talking about the pizza part mm-hmm. um i noticed a couple of references a potential Halloween mm. references. And some mm. of, like this one, like the first one is when the pizza owner's on the phone, right when Art walks in and sits down with his trash bag. And he says, you wouldn't believe the shape of this guy. Yeah. So I was thinking like, shape, I don't know. <laughs> that one might be a stretch. But the only reason I say that is because also right after the piss and shit scene when he's cleaning it up, there's just a shot of a glowing, flickering pumpkin on the counter. 
mm-hmm. you know, and then it mm-hmm. moves on, which is the got to be a Halloween reference from the original <laughs> opening. Because no one, they, yeah, people don't know that they didn't actually start like carving jack o' lanterns until Halloween. They were the first one to do that. Really, it's crazy. No, I'm just messing huh. with you. <laughs> I should have let that ride, man. That that, that really <laughs> blew your mind. Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, just one more. These are all very close together in timing. When the sister, uh, Vicky, is on the way to. Uh, to their, her stranded sister. She's listening to the radio and talking about art like a clown killer. And he mentions, mm-hmm. you know, that it's a night of Sam Hain. It's the first night of Sam Hain. Or he mentions the first night of Sam Hain, which is a Celtic holiday. And it's like a central point of at least a couple of the Halloween movies with Mike Myers and his whole like lore being connected to Sam Hain. So, gotta be. And especially after I see the ending credits we'll talk about. I, I, they gotta be at least the last two the glowing pumpkin and the Sam Hain reference I don't know about the shape the of call. this guy yeah I mean but it's, re- I can, it's right when he walks in I don't know I can see a lot of references in this movie just albeit like you know I feel like there's a you know dialogue was pretty on point dialogue this movie too well I could leave the dialogue, but hey, it's not really that important. Oh no, not at all. But yeah. more, more so speaking, like I'm pretty sure they they know why they put in some lines in there. Well, and that's what the detractors don't necessarily like about this movie is, you know, there's no character development, no no anything like that. But it's but trying. That's also what kind of makes it good, though, too. Yeah. It, to a certain extent, like I like that because when you try to do character development, well, I mean, I mean, yo, fuck it. I mean, if you just want to kind of open this up, go through the front gates, uh, that like this movie doesn't really have the time for character development because of just how fucking you know just fast paced it is. After right after that pizzeria, getting right into like that abandoned like building and shit like that, or I guess that pest. Filled building. Yeah, well, that's why I like that um, it's doing what it's trying to do. And it's not like there's nothing that infuriates me more. There was actually one part that we talked about in that newest Candyman where, like, you just throw in little things about the character that's supposed to have mm-hmm. these big significances, but you're just throwing them in, like, oh, yeah, and her dad killed herself. Like, stuff like that, like, doesn't actually affect anything, but you're it's like a just a way to throw in that, like, hey, we're developing characters here. Like, yeah exactly like lazy character developing yeah and like in this one they're just like yeah fuck it like we're not gonna develop our characters no. because like to be fair they don't need to change and like it doesn't even apply. though huh it doesn't apply at all yeah no and i mean i i because i one thing i really really like about this film is the pacing yeah it's like crazy just it, it's like non-stop almost which is awesome because i hate yeah you don't get much of that yeah, he's Any not stalking really. his victims because that's usually where the character development would happen. The first half or three quarters of the movie, he'd be stalking them and they'd be like see him in the corner, see him around down the street mm-hmm. or something. And, you know, that's when the characters are all interacting throughout the whole movie and you're just getting glimpses of him. No, he's in the whole movie, yeah, like start dude. to finish. And right up the like, gates. Dude, just like this, this movie really. It has like such a strong, like element of like you're just not fucking safe. P- 
purely because of just how fast characters fucking go in this. Like, oh yeah, like they get yeah no, they just get fucking like iced. Like you know, because you know you're led to believe the entire movie that Tara's like our main girl. Yes, and like, dude, I fucking loved that. Like, well, I just want to talk about the scene too, right before, like, because one thing that aggravated me a lot, uh, because one trope that they did was you know stab the killer and then run away, and I'm just like, dude, finish him off. Like, granted, oh yeah, we, we, well, we saw the well, ending. We're gonna so have to do a whole really trope weird. section for sure. Because there's yeah, a few, I, I want to talk which about is that fine, one, but regardless, yeah, no, they horror you know, she was, can like, get away back. with it. Because, in a sense, some of them are homages. Now, if it's a whole, like, just trope fest, then it's like, okay, what did you do new here? But I think they support mm-hmm. that for sure. Oh, you thought those were, like, homages, kind of? No, I'm not saying they necessarily were, but you can get a, away with it in a sense. Away with it. Yeah. Okay. Where, yeah, no, because I can see some stuff, too, like, with the knife in the back. And, and some of them probably the were homages, for sure. I just didn't know probably. the specific references. Uh, I do love, too... That is set on Halloween, which is awesome. Oh yeah, you don't get a lot of set on Halloween movies necessarily. And well, I think this is the day right after Halloween. No, it's because Halloween. it's it's in the morning. This whole the, no. the whole movie takes place like super uh, late or early in the morning. Oh, if you're saying like the actual date, okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, no, like I think Halloween was yesterday because they're out late and uh, like the whole phone call. Yesterday, um, in the sense that it's two a.m. If that's what you mean, yeah, yeah, like it's well, two a.m. Yeah. So it's still dark out. But it's a Halloween movie in the sense that it's taking place on Halloween, the night you go out on Halloween. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, maybe, maybe, Jordan. like after the club, maybe at like twelve <laughs> one a.m. Yeah, so technically, yeah. yes, it's yeah. More praise to that pizzeria though. It was open since fucking like two a.m. That's where you make the most money after the club. I guess, yeah, I guess so. Um, I love that too because yeah, All Hallows Eve. That's you know, the genesis of art, like, and that's why All Hallows Eve is one of the, such a big cult classic, one of the best actual Halloween movies is because of that. People love Damn, it because okay. of that. Because it's actually so a movie. it's got a legacy to itself already too, yeah. Yeah, it's like a movie people watch on Halloween. So they carried the tradition and they're basically tying arts lore to Halloween because of that, which is cool. That's a Mike yeah, Myers no. reference in of itself. There you go. Boom. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And just, do you want to get into, like, the kills? Sure. Because I feel like, yeah, because I feel like overall plot, like, there's not much to cover because I feel like the spectacles in this are the kills. Like, it's, like, kind of the biggest highlights of this and just the overall performance of uh, Art the Clown. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so, like, I guess going into it, yeah, when we fucking see that whole uh, fucking saw scene straight down the middle of that fucking wishbone kind of deal. Oh, yeah, you mean the most With epic the, kill in the movie? <laughs> yeah, the fucking, the gnarliest and coolest fucking kill ever. Yeah, for sure. Dude, goddamn. Like, because I'm trying to think in my head, like, the chronological order of, like, the kills, because we got the two pizzeria guys, oh. and then it's her, right? Like, she's the third kill of the movie? Or I guess fourth, yeah. if you're including the... Yeah, TV host, damn, dude, Steve the pizza owner, and then the pizza worker, and then Don. Fuck. Dude, rest in peace, Don. That was so fucked up. <laughs> like out of all characters, I mean, she didn't really deserve it. But oh, I I'll mean, tell you they made thing. her She left shady. her fucking car door unlocked. True. Well, I mean, like, her friend who was the in the fuck bathroom. Does that? Come on, man. You deserve to get fucking split in half <laughs> from the pussy down. 
They and did like, make her cool as, character really annoying, though. Yeah, but that... Yeah. And it's weird because it's like it, there's still that level of like self-awareness where I feel like a lot of the tropes that we see, well, not to say that there's many at all, but like I feel like they're all like on purpose too because she was 100% like the blonde bimbo. She oh, was the, the BB of this. Definitely. And like, I don't know, still, I mean, I, I, I understand that whole, that, that horror and killing somebody who doesn't deserve it, but like, fuck me, dude, that, that scene stuck with me. Like, I feel like if anything, that is the most memorable scene in this movie. Oh yeah, it's because terrifying actually. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah, like, it is so crazy how successful you can be in just let alone being self-aware how crazy focused you can be on like actually setting like the tone of like horror because dude i without a fucking doubt this movie definitely scared me first watch and even second watch i i just felt so uncomfortable so like getting like just revisiting that scene with dawn like goddamn dude it was non about groin to gullet groin to yeah taking that shit pretty fucking literal yeah jeez because I feel, I'm trying to like nail down the timestamp. It's like, dude, from the 20 minute mark all the way to like the hour and 20 minute, you you have that like that 60 minutes of just nonstop fucking like terror. Yeah, well, because they do an effective thing, like you know, she turns, she's in the car, and then it just cuts. So we don't necessarily know what happens to her. You kind of you don't necessarily think it's gonna be. Um, like you think it might be off screen. It's kind of telegraphed. Obviously, you're going to find out what happens to her. But I honestly did not expect mm-hmm. her to still be alive after that cut. Yeah, and, and the nudity in this, like, I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, granted, I don't know. Like, because he gets I them fast, like, wow, dude. That's nudity. He gets Don. He gets Don, and then jump cut. Like, we basically he gets Tara like very like soon five too. Minutes later, yeah. They're not really escaping him. Yeah, he gets her. He's very versatile, which we haven't talked about, too. We see that in the opening scene where he's stocking that bag yeah. full of he's weapons. Loading up, dude. Just carrying a trash bag of instruments to kill people with. Punisher the clown. Like, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Holy fuck. Yeah. And, like... The old bag of tricks. So he, he, But he uses a syringe on Tara, knocks her out. knock her out. She wakes up, and, like, and she's looking at Dawn, hung upside down. <sighs> And it's just like, and yeah, she's like shaking violently, and uh, yeah, it's it like this whole this movie fucking nails, and I cannot say enough. Just the uncomfortable vibe of just like you're so fucked. Like, yeah, because before actually the reveal is great because he kidnaps Tara, and we jump to her waking up basically being taped, and he's doing all this creepy. This is all on. Uh, that actual actor himself, but all that work with taking all the weapons, like pretending to bring them to Tara, yeah, attack her, her and shit, just scare her. Like he, it, it's so weird because he's like acting like a um, like the uh, what do you, what would you call them really? The like the whole um, the performers on like Hollow Scream and shit like that, like those crowd scares. Oh, just actors. Yeah, I think I thought they had like a little name, like. Well, regardless, but it's weird how I kind of had those vibes of, like, you know, he's, like, faking her out, like, kind of just, like, constantly, like, trying to, like, scare her and, like, getting enjoyment out of that fear. Yeah. Like, really playing with his food. But you don't really know where it's going, and then he just pulls down that sheet, and that's when so, you see that reveal. It's like, oh, shoot. God, I, did you, I, I didn't know what to expect. Even when she was strung upside yeah. down and he had the saw, I was like, 
dude, dude, like, war, yo, chill, man. And then he fucking takes off those, sh- like, pants, or I guess these undies. And at that point, it's just, like, game over. Uh, you really don't think it's going to go there. I mean, yeah, he takes the song, like, puts it between her legs, but you're like, you're just. It was no only way. until he ripped off those, un- like, those panties that I was like, oh, fuck, dude, stop. <sighs> like, just, cr- I cringed because of just how fucking. Dread. It was just so fucking gut wrenching. And there's no that's what way I love about this movie. You could not expect it to go down specifically like that. Even after seeing the kills that happened so far, like yeah, they're gruesome, but they don't even look that uh, just that convincing to where I'm like, I would think that something like this would go down because I've yeah. never seen anything like this, and I still haven't. Well, and like another thing, not even to fucking like, der- not derail, but not to take away from the kill, but like, uh. It's crazy how, like, her spine wasn't, like, dangling out or something. Like, she was just split down the middle. Yeah. Well, you get the intestines like, drop out. during. I mean, you see, yeah. that is such a long scene. He saws her. Yeah. Bottom to top, upside down. And it's going, like, the whole time. It's almost like he's, it's doing it in real time. Like, that's the amount of time it would take to saw someone in half. <laughs> Dude, oh, dude, it's crazy. I have no idea how Insane. they created that. I mean, that's all practical too. Hmm. I'll just say it right now, dude. This is probably the most graphic fucking. And granted, we we saw Dead Alive, but I feel like this was the most fucking graphic movie we've seen so far on the podcast. Yeah, gotta be. It's insane, and like again, just getting those fucking home runs of like constant fucking just like gut wrenching kills, gore, shit like that. That's it's so it, like it gets to you psychologically too. Yeah, and it's not like, silly gore. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Oh yeah, no, there, there, like there is silliness in the kills, but you can't even notice the silliness on your first watch because you're just like Jesus fucking Christ. Like that whole time you're just like Jesus, dude. Yeah, fuck. That's like, true. You're just you can't recreate that first one. Disbelief. It's so that so first fucking viewing. Good. You're like what? that first viewing. But also, still, that scene will always be so graphic yeah. and so intense, cemented into our fucking minds. Yeah, like hands down the. The fucking worst way to go. It's it's feels so real. The way how like obviously you don't see the bottom half of her naked getting sawed in the moment, but you see like him sawing and her legs are like jiggling, like and it's like ripping apart. Like it feels so graphic. It it's all about just that the the utilization of timing, just that like fucking that that still shot. Like, that hold on the scene, like, just keeping it there, like, making a... It was almost like we were literally forced to watch it, like, fucking uh, Tara. Yeah. Like, top. super crazy. And then people throw it there, it's like a a torture porn movie, and I don't really see that in the sense that scene is just that graphic. Yeah. No, yeah, I wouldn't call this a torture porn movie. Because I don't like That scene alone, I could totally see people immediately going on fucking Reddit and being like... Yo, check out these top ten torture porn movies, bro. <laughs> I definitely don't get that vibe for this movie. It's just a really effective, no. gruesome, intense kill. It's a fucking slasher, dude. Yeah, it sets its own fucking name for itself. Just for that like, alone, but like, it's really not. They don't just rest on like, yo, we had this one intensity, we put all this effort into it. So, because some movies will have something like that, but it's like it's the ending. So you're like, wow. That was crazy. Just because you ended with that, it's like we can ride on the whole movie. Maybe not being as scary just because we had that scene in there. No, like mm. it's 
it's like I say, it stays pretty consistent. Nothing to that high of caliber. Yeah, you know, I, I may be real. Yeah, no, it's still consistent because even though we don't get kills like as fucking iconic as that, we still get like fucking twists and turns to like narrative. Because like shortly after she fucking goes out, we got Tara that breaks out finally has like a fighting chance, and then dude, you know gets is towards nuts, the end. But Tara's death is crazy. Yeah, dude. First of all, you think she's the the, the final girl, yeah, yeah. Like you think in a trope, you're like, all right, she's gonna make it out. Like she's the hottest, she's cool as fuck. You know, just I don't, I didn't like the way she was eating pizza. So that was like the small one percent. Those were like the seeds was of like, oh man, I hope you get shot in the face like five times. How'd she do it? Did she fold it? She's fucking picked apart. Oh, picked it apart and ate it with her fingers. Well, she got what she deserved then. Yeah, yeah, abs- yeah absolutely. <laughs> Yo, but that was such a good fucking like. It was so weird because it's like that kind of. uh uh, dark humor when you know she like gets the advantage on him or like yes. he's down on his knees and she's like get the fuck up like motherfucker and you know he's like being all dramatic but you could look at it deeper and be like yeah no he's just doing a fucking facade he's just like acting like he's hurt because then he fucking he whips out that heat and just fucking caps her dude dude maybe the biggest twist in the movie probably is biggest fucking twist dude and that's so fucking cool like, oh it's awesome fuck, he pulls out a gun like you've never <laughs> like i'll be real you never see that in never. a slasher and that is just so fucking dope that i saw that and i was like all right i'm on your side i know Art. like holy fuck that's one like, of the dude, best parts of the whole movie if not the best really fucking good really that's good. funny that's such you were a like good that way to like continue off and that's how you make the movie feel consistent like after having that super fucked up saw scene you get immediate fucking plot twist of like oh is he fucking losing because you're getting closer to well, the ending of the film it's trope in the sense that you know he's not gonna get hit right oh now. You yeah know he's not going down mm-hmm. but the but fact that he's he pulls like oh, out he's a gonna gun. pull out like a weapon dude the fact that he pulls out oh, a so ankle crazy. too and especially when you have, well, we don't know he's supernatural yet necessarily, but when you have any kind of like mm. central crazy slasher killer, they'll never pull out a gun and he just pulls it. Yeah. <laughs> By all means, it's like the like the one thing they fucking deny. It's like, that doesn't align with my morals. Yeah, and it makes the most sense because it makes more sense than any other movie because why wouldn't a deranged psycho killer who wants to just keep on killing forever have a just-in-case gun on them? Yeah, and that's so smart because, like, you know, you could play like, oh, slashers don't bring it because they just they love the thrill of like playing with their food. But that dude, Art, he was strapped. He knew if he was getting <laughs> fucked up, he'd pull out a gun and just finish it. Yeah, and like that was so fucking cool. Which almost makes him seem smarter than you human. Would think. Well, like he's so humanized. Strangely enough, like as much as a fucking like sadistic, fucked up character he is, and how terrifying just as an entity there's that like human side of him where he's like oh well shit's going down south uh hold on a minute pulls out a gun true like and then you see him like go back later after he like shoots her twice and like okay wait 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 wait. don't rush this part because this is just as amazing of a part dude because he shoots her in the leg when he pulls out the gun then he shoots her again Mm -hmm. like in the side she goes down he's standing over her fucking torturing her and tries to shoot, and he's out of bullets. Oh no, he shoots <laughs> he her in the face too. So that's three shots, right? No, right before. No, that. No, no, that's. Uh... No, no, no. He does shoot oh, her. Yeah, yeah she the... does shoot her in the face. Yeah, he does. So she's taking three shots. Cheek. She's taking Achilles, side, and cheek. But she gets shot in the knee actually. Okay. 
Yeah, her knee gets fucked up. But like in her that sense, out. one part to just not to give it all the praise, but on the special effects side, the bullet holes were so tiny and cheesy looking. Well, what's kind of fucked like up though guns. is that that's a little bit realistic because he had a nine millimeter, so they don't make crazy gashes like that. I just to me, it looked like a like BB Fake? gun holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah. No, like uh, guns like that with like low. Um, like small, like low caliber, they just do like tiny holes that are precise. But like, what's fucked up later on when we see uh, what he does to the gun later? Uh, I really like the realism. Well, so in how that death was. Yeah, so he shoots her in the face. That's three times she's yeah. been shot. He's standing over her. She's still breathing, and he tries to shoot her again, and he's out of bullets. So that's when like he goes yeah he goes to reload and stuff size and just fucking walks and, back. yeah like other stuff starts happening because that's when um the phone happens where her vicky the sister is, is calling yeah and he she finally arrives he like it's another human aspect he's like texting her on her phone yeah that was so fucking good too i liked that like how basically impersonating yeah and she's like almost there because that's why he's she's texting because she's like where are you guys no she is there yeah she's like, where are you yeah, guys she's there she's like i'm trying to get through the front door and shit yeah so he says come around back and then he's going back to tara so in any horror movie you think obviously he stands back over after he's reloaded obviously he's gonna get interrupted someone's gonna pop in something's gonna happen nope yeah no, you, you the entire time you're like, how the fuck are you gonna get out of this like what, what's gonna you know happen, it's gonna dude? happen what, what? though you know he's she's gonna get away yeah, you were. Yeah, no, it's so fucking awesome how they pull that under the rug. You, they pull you out of the rug, and you're just like, all right, what kind of bullshit? Because then you're thinking to yourself, you're like, oh, dude, like, what's gonna happen? Like, how the fuck is she gonna get out of this? Like, it's cool as fuck. Well, like, they set it up that suspense. she's coming around the back right now. She's coming around the back, so they set mm-hmm. it up perfectly that you know. And as anybody who watches a bunch of horror movies, you're already predicting what's going to happen mm-hmm. next. You know she's you're coming around the corner. To know that trope almost like that is what's going to happen in my mind at least. That's what's going to happen because mm-hmm. she's already there walking around the back. Nope, <laughs> blast her yeah, in no, the face, dude. A bunch of like, times you hear her like gasp for like air. Like again, it's that so it's that fucking just that brutal like that final gasp of air and like she's dying. Like you hear her dying slowly. And then just those fucking five bullets into the head. And you're just like, at that point, I'm like, dude, like total tone shift. Yeah. I'm fucking lost now. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. You're almost still thinking like, wow, she's still going to make it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Because then it's like, well, you know, you know, because then. Because uh, then you don't enough, have a character that first, you know. <laughs> except for when this When I first sister. watched this, I was, when I saw her get shot in the face multiple times, I'm like, wait, is she the fucking like survivor in the beginning? I had like little seeds of that. Yeah. At first. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I was, I was like, whoa, like you know, she's the main girl, right? Like she's gonna get out of this, you know. And then I'm thinking, oh wait, what the fuck? What if this is like a flashback? I was very confused the first time I watched it because I was like, wait, that's all the characters now. Because we haven't even <laughs> yeah. really met this. I mean, we've met the sister briefly, but she's been in like probably you never 60 think she's seconds. gonna be a part of it for so much. Yeah. So and then, dude, oh my, you're God, like, oh, so we're just like, gonna. I almost. I remember kind of being like, not really pissed, but being like, almost that's dumb in the sense because I was like, oh, so this is more like a movie art 
is like the protagonist in the sense that he's the main. Yeah, pro- it's just a movie no, yeah, about yeah, art. I know exactly, what you're saying. Yeah, you're just like, well, what the fuck? Why, why do I care about these characters then that I've been watching yeah. for so long? If he's just going to be the main guy, but I love it, and I still think that's kind of right in the sense it really is a movie it's about good. art. It's again, dude. It, to be fair, it's that self awareness. So they set you up to think that tropes are going to happen, and then they just pull the rug right from under you. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. It's so fucking enjoyable. So art's the movie. That's awesome. I love it. Heck yeah. It's pretty dope. I mean, you know, it's the Terrorizer for a reason, dude. Yep. And like, you know, what a fitting name. Because at first I was so confused on why they called it Terrorizer. Or Terrifier. Sorry, sorry. Terrifier. Why? No, I was just like, oh. like I was like, oh, is his name like the Terrifier or whatever? I'm not quite sure. And, well, because this movie is fucking terrifying. <laughs> That's true. Like, by all definitions. Yeah, no, it, it's just literally fucking terrifying to watch. It's still a weird to call it Terrifier. Yeah, I mean, well, because, I, I don't know, it's definitely, again, it's a little bit of, like, subverting your expectations, because I'm pretty sure going into this movie, you don't know that the killer's name is Art the Clown unless you know about previously what it is. Right. Like, I mean, you see his name on the wall, but, like, I feel like people could just be like, oh, he just wrote art and shit, and that's just, like, a joke, like, being, like, a like a smartass or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, dude... Oh my fucking god, can we just go to like the next whole like sequence of like this nonstop fucking thrill ride when, you know, crazy lady sees that, you know, he killed <laughs> supposedly our 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 ex weed oh, girl. Oh, for, how did I forget about this? Oh yeah, and then she she runs away, catches up with the fucking bug exterminator. What was his name? Mike? Yeah, Mike. Mike. <laughs> Dude. I that's when I was kind of like, Mike First of all, how the fuck do you not know that there's literally, like, all these people living here, like, in this weird... I was really confused about the layout of the whole building, too. <laughs> yeah, they just basically make it endless. Yeah, it's like I was like, okay, so, it's... this is funny. This is like, I mean, yeah. did Art just be get so lucky that he went out that night with a bag full of killing tools and just so happened to make these girls was like he's waiting for someone to park there and he was gonna pop their tires the whole time because that building is so perfectly set up for a serial killer or did he just get that lucky that it just happened that way like he does that every night and this one is like one of the last 30 nights where it actually worked out in his favor (laughs) i'll be real dude i feel like it's just pure luck and just inconvenience on those characters because when you see him like first approach in the movie he's just He's like chilling out, like walking through an alley. Like he's just casually strolling through, trying to find girls, and then he finds two of them. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, well. the garbage bag." He probably adds like a creepiness to it too. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, you don't know what's in it. Like you see him like gear up and shit, but you never really think he's just like. Well, at first, I thought it was like body parts or something. Like I didn't think it was weapons and shit. Well, it adds a whole like piece of his character because. I feel like his whole thing is I'm going to use a different weapon every time. Yeah, and it's that even the gun good blend of like gritty, like humanized kind of mannerisms. Like this is a very grounded killer, even though we find out later that he's like supernatural. But like it's so it almost adds like a level of fucking creepiness how he wants to be, you know, like like how you said versatile. I th- like with his kills and weapons and shit. Yeah, well, I think also he's probably terrifier because, like, his whole goal is just trying to terrify people, too. That's why he's always taunting yeah. them and stuff. It looks so creepy. But 
that's like I think amazing from the filmmaker perspective too because you got to mm. really you make it so much harder for yourself. You can't have like a f- multiple just stab with the knife scenes. You got to switch up every time. Mm-hmm. You got syringe, hammer, gun, saw. Got that fucking like uh that torture uh like whip chain or oh, I want like to call it like a, a scalpel mace because I it looked like it was like made with like scalpels and scissors and shit. I was thinking a uh, cat of nine tails. Oh, maybe it was just like a shorter version of that. Probably, yeah. No, that was dude, that was brutal. fucked up when Vicky was just getting thrashed and shit. He does the um, like he does use like an actual like it looks like a scalpel or something. Yeah, when he stabs a Tara in like the leg like four or five times. Oh yeah, he uses that. He, like he grabs time. her and shit, like in that whole garage sequence. Again, like th- this movie is definitely the one thing I will say is that the layout is very confusing. But I wonder if that was like a very specific choice to kind of like have that subconscious fear of like you're just fucking lost in a maze and like every exit is blocked off. Oh yeah, for sure. That that seems like, intentional. It, I think it's better. It adds like a, yeah, a layer of like just hopelessness, dude. Because you're like, dude, I'm fucked. Yeah, it makes you feel confused. Yeah, and just it, like you can oh keep going God. downstairs for some reason too. <laughs> yeah, but you got Mike the Janitor's kill. Well, they do let him come back. Uh, well, I don't want to get too much in the trope part of it, but <laughs> on um, his actual death scene, whew, with the. Like, like the, the camera's facing him, or? and he and Art's behind him, and it's full on, like directly into the camera, basically like knife cut, like, but uses the blade to like, like saw through his neck completely. Oh, you're talking about his partner? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about Mike's death. Oh no, it is Mike, isn't it? No, Mike gets his fucking head crushed in by like a propane tank. Oh, that's right. The same tank yeah, that he yeah. knocks out yeah, yeah. art with. It's Mike's like yeah, boss or whatever. Friend. Dude, re- that guy, man, what a f- what shitty timing. Like he was just about to leave and he's like, Oh, the key under the mat. Well, she right, should stop in. being such a nosy Nelly, dude. That's what you get for being a micromanager. For real. That's the lesson. I mean, there. Shit, yeah, everybody in this film deserved the deaths they got, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean And that's really art's a real one, point. dude. He's just dishing out what people deserve. That's what he means by art. It's the art of what he's trying to convey. Don't be a oh, micromanager. A lot. Um, you should drink and drive because that would have saved him. Um, yeah. Have AAA. Oh my God, that was so fucking stupid when Tara was like, I should have just let you drive. She's like, yeah, you should have. It's like, bitch, no, you should have just drove. What the fuck was wrong with you? Why couldn't you? Yeah. Why would you let the blonde bimbo that's drunk drive? It's also a great advertisement for having AAA. That tire could have been fixed yes. in half an hour, dude. <laughs> that's all it takes, man. Yeah, but that but, uh, his partner, we don't know his name, but yeah, he gets... I was thinking it was boss, but either way, he gets murked. Mm. <laughs> yeah, dude, he. Oh, it's the way it's shot, like, too. There's no like breaks in it. He completely saws through his head, pulls it off. I want to say the whole sequence right before he gets killed, his partner, dude. When you fucking see Art steal the baby from the crazy lady, and then they have that heart to heart, it's I I already know it's a fake out because at that point in the movie, I'm like. Dude, you're not gonna really fucking like open up like any kind of feelings or something to this random ass woman you don't know. Like you're just fucking with her because you know that she herself is just psychologically out of it. I thought they'd make a good couple, dude. They kinda they both yeah, get I mean, each they're other. A cute couple, yeah, he dude. gets the, that mommy uh dynamic. Yeah, he's like no, they, mommy. he's like, This is a baby. <laughs> too. They're the only two <laughs> people in the movie that are like, Yep, this yeah. is a baby. 
It's real. BDE, dude. Totally BDE. not a doll. <laughs> not on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I know what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, picking up. But, dude, that whole sequence, holy fuck. That, to me, has probably been the scariest fucking thing I've seen in a Jeez. while. When he fucking skins her. Well, the reveal her. is great, too. Yeah. Because Vicky comes down the think, stairs thinking there's just a girl with black hair. Comes down thinking it's uh, her... Uh, Tara. Yeah, Tara. Her sister. And then it's kind of weird how it's set up, but the homeless lady like turns around, and then the girl in the black hair turns around. He, she's standing right over there with the phone. Yeah, and she goes... Because uh, she's trying to like call 911 or something. Trying Because mm-hmm. she turns off her flashlight, I think, and like starts calling. Well, yeah, and, and you see the homeless lady looks... You can see the top of her brain is scalped. Yeah, but you still see her hair. And, <laughs> and her... Like boobs are cough, basically like her chest piece. Yeah. And but <laughs> yeah, the person he turns around it's is weird. How he got all that skin, like that extra skin. But even then, Art pulled a silly on that one, dude. Yeah, he goofed up pretty hard. Uh, I I have to say though, dude, that the just the creepiest fucking shit I have so ever creepy. seen. That, that lengthy build, wearing that fucking skin as a suit and pretending to just be like a woman and shit, naked, chasing her. Yeah, had the silence of the Having lambs. That disgusting face, dude. Oh my he god, he was doing that, a buffalo. That bill really, thing. that to me was personally the most terrifying shit of this entire movie. Because do you see his wiener? Conceptually, what's up? Do you see his wiener? I think you fucking do. You That's see the saying. outline of his wiener? Isn't it massive? <laughs> it's. Completely fucking blocked out. Like it's a black. No, I block, swear, dude. dude. I I swear. Like maybe I'm in that 4K I got. Man, it looks like a nah, giant dude, I, dong. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a supernatural being, so but like, you it, know what? It also looks like he's doing like a Buffalo Bill thing though, where he's tucking it back. Like that's why he's walking all weird. <laughs> but it makes it so much creepier because he's doing like the bow legged. Yeah. Like he's all like contortioned and shit. Hmm. And again, dude, you just got to give fucking props to just the theatrical performance in it. Because holy shit, like that. Oh, well, that's the, why the, just the I love the actor so much, and why yeah, art makes this movie because a lot of the characters aren't really selling their acting. To be honest, it's kind of half-assed, or that's the best they can do. Whatever, he's selling it mm-hmm. hard. He goes all yeah. In. And I and I feel like too like. You know, having those performances, maybe in a sense, it was good to have a level of that acting, not saying that they had, they purposely acted like that, but more so like adept acting compared to his, like, I would fucking say like perfected theatrical performance because dude, just the way he sells this movie, the way he sells Art the Clown, bro, like dead ass, probably one of the scariest fucking monsters we've, or I guess scariest ever characters or killers We've ever covered so far. Yeah, and he's so unpredictable in, in that way too. I like he's really he'll like do a, anything at this point. Yeah, no, he he really has no fucking like moral limit or whatever the fuck. Like there, there's no holds barred with him. Like the only reason why you're still breathing is because he literally chooses it. Yeah, and that scene right after too, he's still in the wig and everything. I love the shot of oh, she's looking the through eye. the peephole. Yeah, and you just see her yeah. eye, but then you have the view of what she's seeing and so it's just like a circle mm-hmm. and uh, he's like doing all these weird faces and like girly things like flipping his hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. So disturbing. And he fucking looks right at the camera and just points at it. 
I can't believe you watch this with your girlfriend because I would feel so guilty if I had my girlfriend watch this. I feel like this is not just the stuff of nightmares straight up. Yeah, no, she. I I feel really bad. She was looking away like the whole time. Oh, okay. And, like, she covered the like she covered the TV, and I was like, "Dude, I'm watching this." And she's like, "You want to fucking watch this?" And I'm like, "Well, okay, no, it's not that I want to watch it. It was a pretty awkward confrontation. That's but funny, dude. Well, it was not it was for your home life, but hilarious in the sense that that was the first thing I texted you when you said uh, that you watched it with her. I'm like, what? I was like, when's she going to yeah. do the pod? Because if she can do movies like this, then the sky's the limit, really. <laughs> like, honestly, if you can watch this, you could do anything horror movie-wise. Yeah. It doesn't go do much you... more than this in the horror movie realm, to be honest. This is the peak of oh, yeah. scariness. Oh. Mm-hmm. And and it's just, it, it's crazy just, just the level, again, of just knowing what you are and just having that like perfect grasp of you know what to do how to trick the audience in such a clever non-confusing manner like because everything in this movie is just it's orchestrated so well to just organically make you think one thing when in fact like it's gonna throw you under your feet like it's gonna fucking just trick you much like his um trash bag he carries around Art has a whole bag of tools in terms of what he's willing to do. That's what I love. He's yeah, versatile. Yeah, and it's that level of unpredictability. It's like yeah. that fucking he's versatility. He's a Swiss Army knife, dude. You you're like, like, what are you going to pull out next? Oh, <laughs> uh, f- oh Buffalo shit. Bill. Is that, a, is that a shotgun? Dick Tuck with the boobs cut off. Dude, Hit him with the... That- <laughs> that's, that still gets me, man. Thinking about that. I Dude, if I fucking saw that in real life. Jeez. Dude, I I would actually shit my pants, do a backflip, and fucking run. I mean, that's like, when it gets really scary when you think about like the actual logistics of like if you saw that in reality, how bad that would yeah, be. Yeah, like if if you saw Art the Clown and like his getup, you'd be like, oh, like that's fucking free. Like, well, fuck, you you would just be like, fuck that. But let's also be real. If I saw him in a pizza parlor, I'd be like, we're out. See ya. <laughs> we'll walk home. Yeah. Taking it to go. Yeah. Bye. Because he's all black. He's a black clown in terms of it's all monotone. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Not what I had in mind. Actually, when I did see this. Mixed at best. Come on, Jordan. Dude. When not- I did see this, I thought the guy playing the clown was black the first time. Not going to lie. Really? I, I'll i be... Re- dude, the, the bone structure of this dude. It's super interesting. It, did they just very good for the character, I, I believe, like... Super fucking it's unique. Like, nailed it with that. But the makeup that goes back to Damien Leone, the makeup mm-hmm. was so good. I guess I didn't really oh, realize. Yeah. Like, so he's wearing like a a white mask, almost like glued to his face, kind of white mask. Yeah, that's what I think it is. It's like a white plastic. No, it's ma- it's it's like uh like a it's a it's like a face powder. That like clowns would wear and stuff. Well, maybe he had a white he had a white cap on to like cover his yeah. ears and like. Oh, and that is part of what yeah. makes him scary is the the no ears. But it's maybe it's because mm-hmm. um, they change him at the end. Like and this might be kind of you're not supposed to see it like this, but you can tell. And like the last probably half hour of the movie, he's walking around and it looks like he has maybe because he has so much blood on him, it looks like he has like an actual mask part on and then yeah, a head cap. I think what it is is like the white cap that uh, 
it, it just it literally is just only accentuating his face and like he has no like defining features beyond his face like it's there's no hair no ears i think there's two different parts i'll have to look it up like i'm actually okay. looking at it on imdb right now there is the full makeup and white cap but there's also a white cap and then like a white mask part once he starts getting bloody it's like it's like a mm. piece of plastic almost on his face and then still the cap do you think that might have just been so that way the makeup looked preserved I'm, when I'm he got guessing, like blood on it yeah, or something. I'm guessing it has something to do with that. Okay. Uh for a continuity too, like if they didn't do it all in one um take like actually, all in one day. Now that I'm thinking about it though, too, and I, I could just be making this up, but I swear I, I thought I noticed when watching the film. Do you notice like a subtle change in like his bone structure, like to his face? His nose? Like, not so much his nose, or maybe even his nose, but like his face looks like it gets thinner and like his cheekbones look sharper because in the very beginning he just he's already like a skinny build but like a very thin face but like towards the end uh now and it could be just from the whole body bag scene but like that might be the uh, mask part I'm talking about yeah maybe because like his cheekbones look like almost inhumanly sharp and like just his face altogether is like a lot sharper looking instead of just being thin and like pale. I don't know. I don't know if look it was up, just like the type of makeup on. If you but, look up IMDb right now on the very first page next to the poster, you'll see there's a trailer and you can see just the picture from the trailer, not the actual trailer itself. The picture on the, the trailer that talking about the movie title, like the title card. No, just go to, go to terrifier on IMDb It'll show mm-hmm. two pictures. It'll show the poster, and then it'll show play trailer. The picture that it's showing for play trailer, mm. that you can see the mask on. Yeah, I don't. That's not a mask, actually. That's just literally the makeup, and the white cap is all bloodied up. No, but you can see like a ridge. You can see a ridge, like the outline. Yeah, because that's like that's like the head cap. That that's like the whole thing. Because it it covers. It's like a. How, how would I describe it? It's like a ski mask, but with a completely open face. No, no, I know what you're talking about. That's like yeah. the first half of the movie has that more, mm-hmm. but it switches once the blood comes around. It switches like that's not what he's necessarily wearing anymore. It's it's okay. not it's not just face paint. Because right. I'm guessing it's for continuity's sake. Yeah, okay, no, I, I see what you're saying. Okay, all right, I got you, because I thought you were saying that. No, no, like, I know, yeah. In the movie. All right, okay, I got so you. I'm, yeah, okay, that makes a lot more sense, though, too, because just how, like, all his clothes are all fucking bloodied and shit, like, it's pretty smart to keep his face visible still, because that, that's, like, the selling point, too, of this fucking creep show. I do like that he just keeps getting bloodier, like, throughout and the he, movie. It's weird, because he, oh, sorry to interrupt you, he just gets more fucked up with the kills. Like it, it, I don't feel like there's a kill that's less fucked up than the other. I mean, granted, we had the whole sawing in half thing, and that was probably the most fucked up. But consistency wise, he doesn't really let up at all. Like, in fact, he gets like more hands on and more fucking brutal. Yeah, and it's so there's so many memorable scenes in here. It's crazy that like going into this, it wasn't even the back of my mind. Like, oh, I gotta talk about when he like dresses up as a woman thing. Like, I wasn't even Dude. thinking about it, even though it's, like, maybe the most disturbing part of the movie because I'm thinking about, like, the solid in half or I'm thinking about other parts. Like, there's a lot here. There's not just one there's thing. There's so many heavy hitters, yeah. There's so many home runs with this movie. It's hard to almost keep track of everything altogether. Gosh, I love it. 
Dude, it's so... Oh, my God. Is there Such anything a good fucking film. else kills-wise, or, like, the movie part before we get into, like, the tropes and... Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Honestly, dude, uh, I guess I kind of wanted to ask you a question at the end of the movie. How'd you feel that we find out that he's supernatural? I don't, <laughs> And I don't know, actually, I've never watched any of the previous films, but did you like it, or were you not really much of a big fan? I think... Uh, I didn't like. I didn't think it was necessary. I I'd like that it's rather. Um, I would have liked that it's more like vague, like you don't know, not just straight up. Yeah, I would have preferred that too. And to be fair, I don't know why, but second time watching it, I didn't know that Art grabs the mortician. I thought he disappears. I don't know why I thought that. I I thought in the original cut that I watched. Um, when the whole sequence when he like unzips and he's staring at him and like all the lights begin to flicker and shit and that's when the supernatural stuff happens. I genuinely thought like after when that's all over, he looks back at the body bag and there's just nothing there. Like it's gone, like it's empty, like he escaped. That's what I thought, but I I could be completely wrong and I just didn't remember. But I, for some reason, thought that he survived. I didn't think that Art would kill him. That almost sounds familiar. I don't know why, but maybe we both yeah, misremembered. I, I, it must be like some Mandela, Mandela effect, effect on me or whatever. Because yeah. I could have sworn that's what... Because I thought at first when I watched the ending, I was like, I was like, oh, he's supernatural? Like, okay. But then they don't like, do it, right? That that sounds familiar. Yeah, because I was like, oh, like he's not... like. In a sense, that feels way more creepy when, like, he kind of stares at you, like, pretending to be dead but alive. Oh, that part's quotes. creepy. Yeah, he opens the body bag yeah, and that... he's just smiling at him. <laughs> like, yeah, no, dude, that's fucking scary. Like, again, scary. This movie is good with scare. Like, I don't think I've watched a movie in a really long time where I genuinely felt scared. More so, like, oh, I'm just on guard because I know they're going to do some, like, jump scare bullshit. But this one, like, just fuck, dude. It really freaks me out. It just creeps me out. The ending is a little ham-handed. I'm not going to lie. I think that whole scene with yeah. the coroner and those paramedics was the worst dialogue of the movie. Where he's like, can I get a <laughs> breakfast sandwich with bacon or something with bacon? How could you eat bacon you know, anymore? He's like, well, we've been doing this for 22 years. For some reason, I was like, is this like a returning character? Is this like a character in the anthology or something? Like connected? Is it like a reference to a previous film? That guy seemed like Again, just some random extra it? they grabbed up. Like... Yeah, they weren't good actors. The I, dialogue I, was rough. Like the whole ending seemed just kind of pieced together. Yeah, but you didn't need the supernatural aspect at all. Like they could have ended it with him getting out. I mean, it's cool. I think that he just well, it's way un, if we want to talk unrealistic. It's unrealistic that the cops both have guns trained on him, and we, we go from just to bring up last week again, Candyman. Yeah, where they just come in guns blasting, but. Just as unrealistic, these <laughs> cops come in. They have guns on him, and they let Please. him. Which in all cop training, all cop training, you would like you don't let him pull a gun out of his. He slowly pulls a gun out of his ankle sock, gets to pull it all the way out, turn around, he's slowly reaching for it. Either way, it's and unrealistic. Like, yeah, they see that that he's reaching for something. He's like, "Let me see that right hand." Like, you don't, dude. In cop training, you only need to say that once, and if they don't do that immediately, like you just take him out because he's going to pull out a weapon. That's like, what I'm saying. So... And the fact that he was able to pull it out, turn around, and stick the gun in his mouth and shoot, like, crazy unrealistic, but I still think that's kind of... It's cool that he just blasts his own head, but it doesn't really yeah. work in the sense that, like, then that has to set up the supernatural aspect. I think they just wanted to do the cool thing of him just shooting himself in his own head to show how crazy he is, but then now you have to go supernatural. Yeah. And, like, I feel like they could have handled that whole supernatural reveal 
definitely with just don't even flicker the lights but have that really fucked up like kind of and you know actually i feel the whole unzipping the body bag to uh you know have that kind of scare i feel like that was a genuinely good jump scare because there's no audio cues it was just literally visual there's a few of those that they don't do yeah there's there's a few jump scares in this that do have audio cues one has an audio cue though that was still like probably the biggest jump scare i think is when Tara and him like basically meet up in that building and they both just look at here it's almost like a like a they're both just caught like in a staring sequence and then he just rushes her like super quick yeah yeah it has a little audio cue but it's a good one because he's just like books and breaks dude yeah no i mean this movie was amazing all throughout except for the ending like i I would literally just tweak only that keep everything just don't kill the guy but just disappear from the body bag like i I feel like that's so much creepier than just killing the guy because then it's like it leads to that whole like you don't know what the fuck he's gonna do yeah because he also we learned that he ate her face the yeah. timing seems a little off because we heard sirens like way before that. But well, no, what I thought at first, well, because when I when I rewatched it, I'm like, oh, is he just playing sirens to like trick her? No, because that's what I thought it was. But no, I think the movie tries doing some weird stuff where the sirens were coming from the radio from the truck, like it was from a song. No, I don't think that at all. Are you sure? Because the sirens go away when he runs her over. Yeah, I but think then they it's start just bad. up again. It's not done perfect, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, you think that was just an accident in like editing, like in post? Well, they just did the. It's kind of a cop out. Like, yeah, oh, the sirens are on their way. So, okay, yeah. I mean, that's giving All them right. a lot. I, like, oh yeah, I it was just a radio. At first, ad. giving it. Yeah, because I thought at first giving it credit for like, oh, like he faked her out, which again would be like really smart. No, it wasn't even his truck. Well, he carries around a CD of, and just hopes the car has a CD player and puts a siren track one. <laughs> yeah well no just like i thought he had the phone still because my whole thinking process is like oh does he have like don's phone and just starts like playing like sirens off of youtube or some shit to (laughs) trick her i was thinking elaborate because like no like be real though like no you just gotta understand especially in lower budget movies like things are just gonna have holes in them you know like it's not gonna be perfect Okay, because i i generally thought he was faking around on purpose but i guess you're being so generous you're like Gandhi right it's now. It's a good movie, though. That's okay. It deserves generosity. It can have holes and still be a good movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, because I, I just found it weird. The only reason why I brought up all that, like, stuff was just because you hear the sirens, the truck runs through, and then you stop hearing them for a little bit until he starts eating her face, and then you hear the sirens come back. No, I think he just, like, if you really want to give him the credit, he <laughs> uh, he basically, he's so precise with the blade, obviously. He studied the blade. Like a real mall ninja. So well, we were watching horror films jerking off. He was studying the blade. <laughs> exactly. And he's got a, a scalpel. We already know that. So he just makes a real quick, precise cut, gets all around her face, pulls it off like a big old slice of deli meat, and just <laughs> gulps it. Oh, he treats it like finger food because you see him picking at it. He's like, oh my Yeah. God. And then the eye is like the olive after, tastes... you know, like pops that <laughs> eye in too because he does get some eye. Yeah, I guess so. Like, Maybe you I wish we got the. To be fair, I wish we got the saw her like see her face, like all eaten and shit, so we can understand why it's so deformed. It's very of the uh, that Miami zombie story, the homeless guy eating the one guy's face. Oh my god! Or Jesus. eating the homeless guy's yeah. face, yeah. But yeah, it, the effects on her face, which is actually kind of a unique ending too, because 
the whole thing is like, oh, they're sending her off to your home. And they're commenting about how funny she is. Yeah. And they're like, good luck on your interview tomorrow. So it's like, oh. And that's when it's revealed, the the final little plot twist. Exactly. Oh, wait, no. So, yeah, this is Halloween day then. Her interview is the day after Halloween, right? Oh, wait, no. This is like No, because she has months of recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a year after Halloween. Maybe I was going to say, you know, it is a year because the interviewer says like a year after surviving the massacre or whatever. I was going to say now... After we had that, do you think uh, Art is like gearing up to kill her? Because the beginning takes place of him watching her interview. Well, as he gears up. Yeah, I could tell you just like because uh, part of the new sequel is on the uh, cast list. She is on there, and oh. obviously the same guy is Art. But I will say okay. that she is fifth billing in this movie. She's second building i just asked for a long time but uh she's mm. second building and <laughs> billing and in this new movie she's fifth billing and it's not like the other people uh, are famous people or anything so i think my yeah. prediction is she just gets like true slasher you know lore she gets murked in the first five minutes you know the opening scene or maybe she gets candy manned and she becomes a killer for a little bit because she's just so fucked up because now she's probably psychotic a little bit well they're definitely going to take it to a new level if he gets gruesome with a, someone like a victim without a I face wanna, I want to see him with a one eye in this one. and I she's see in a wheelchair crazy firearm yeah <laughs> doing, it, doing it to the paraplegia and especially the like I said the first the main girl that plays Tara in this one is like a big disability rights person so they might bump heads oh shit, <laughs> shit. yeah alright but yeah I think that's all about the movie I'm I'm down to get to yeah, you want to just go Everything tit else? for tat on the tropes? Just switch yeah, on and so off. Yeah, so here, let me pull up my notes and what I wrote down, and I guess I'll just bounce off what I'll go I the caught first one. you caught. Um, the old uh, promiscuous girl flirting with the killer and not being scared at all, like sitting on his lap, Yeah, you know, taking selfies with them. I, I just summarized that as blonde bimbo. <laughs> True. Altogether, I was just like, dude. Yeah, but the specific yeah, fact crazy. of Ooh. killing, or I mean uh, flirting with the killer. Mm-hmm. I've had like crazy lady, lady, and like fucking Mike being the non-believer until he gets fucked up. What about the that car is mysteriously sabotaged, which we obviously know it's the killer. Oh yeah, well, I don't think that was. Well, I mean, I know it's a trope in itself to have the car all fucked up, but I don't think it was like mysterious. I'm pretty sure we all knew. Yeah, I, if I had a list of all the horror movies that happens where the car gets, well, I'm not saying <laughs> obviously we know. I'm saying. <laughs> The car is no, like yeah, mysteriously yeah, yeah. sad. Like they try to play it off as like, oh, what happened? Yeah, like the, characters, the characters. It's mysterious yeah. to them, but we obviously know it's the killer. Yeah, I also had you know you don't finish him off when he's fucking down. Like there's so many times in this where like he gets stabbed in the foot, stabbed in the thigh, in the side, in the back, and like he's literally just like <laughs> he's staggered, taking a like a foot back, and like they just run off. Oh, yeah. And it's like, granted, again, like knowing now that, you know, he's supernatural, obviously it wouldn't have worked, but even still, yeah, why I did would he? finish him off, dude. I wouldn't run away from a dude that's already kind of cut me up a shit ton. Yeah, or and she could have, that's another trope where she could have just kept beating him with that wood, but she wants to taunt him. Yeah, he's like, get up, motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, 
I, you know, how about hiding? I'm not there. Well, you're like afraid to talk about tropes, Philly, because you like this movie. But a movie can have tropes and still be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, These are definitely no, all tropes really, yeah, we're mentioning. No, it definitely. <laughs> yeah. There's also the whole fact when like uh, Vicky got out of the whole fucking building, but then she ran back into a fucking another building. Yep, for sure. Why? Why do that? How about hiding in the stupid. empty cars, like the rows of empty cars, and watching the killer's feet underneath? Yeah, oh yeah, that and like. Why would but, you stay there? And she went the way he walked off. I will like, say, hello. They subvert it in a very slight way, but like you totally think the setup's going to happen where he knows where she's at. He basically finds out where she's mm-hmm. at, and then he goes to get her, and she's not there. That's what always happens. But nope, he goes mm-hmm. immediately to her after and just stabs yeah. right in the Achilles. So that was actually a good part. He throws in a lot of subtle like anti-trope things. Yeah, I feel like sometimes built in the tropes, there's like those subverting expectations of those same tropes. You know what I mean? Yeah. How about the uh, classic character like finds someone and is like screaming and they're getting chased and the person can't hear them and then turns right around and then like doesn't oh, yeah. notice. The killer's there, takes her, and then he looks over <laughs> at that fucking doofus face. Yeah. He's like, mm, okay. like, I don't know about you, dude, but how how fucking loud are those like skull candy earbuds that you just can't fucking <laughs> hear? Candy. Some girl go, please help me! <laughs> Gets fucking muffled, and he's like, oh, well, okay. Must have yeah, been the like, I could have sworn I had one girl in here take a shit, you know, just <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Oh, whatever. Oh, huh, that's weird. Yeah, I did just let a girl in <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> Like, huh, I don't know. Could it be like, what the fuck? And like, not even to play as a trope, but just the fact that Mike was so fucking taken ba- aback by like, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you doing here? Oof. And then he hears Vicky and he's like, I got to call the cops. Yeah, that was the whole fucking thing to make him call the cops. Like, he hears another girl be like, Tara, where are you? Like, Vicky comes in. And he's like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He doesn't call the cops. He calls fucking Travis or whatever the fuck his name was. He's unnamed. <laughs> yeah, he's un. Is he unnamed? Actually, I thought he said his name. He's like, oh no, he probably didn't. He gets a couple tropes because he also gets. We think he's killed. He obviously gets a hammer to head, and then comes back to get one more, like knockout or help the character mm-hmm. survive, only to and get why killed didn't again. He just fucking kill him when he knocked him out, dude. Yeah, for real. Like seriously, I ugh. So let's move on to our final thoughts. Yeah. Can't you stop this? Can't you call it off? Nothing can call it off. But I'm going to send it back to whatever hell it come from. All right. Um, Okie doke. <laughs> sorry. It's a little fun. <laughs> no, you're all good. Read it on my notes. Um, there's really not that many tidbits to cover surprisingly I think we covered most of them so I just kind of skipped that yeah I feel like just we kind of got lost a little bit talking about the movie because there's just so much to talk about like to be fair I personally was just excited to get into it I'll throw a couple so, for you uh, yeah let's let's hear some more funny uh, Vampire Diary origins so Jenna, Jenna Cannell the one who plays Tara she mm-hmm. insisted on remaining tied up in between takes of her scene so that she would feel psychologically as if she were tied up when filming. She's a big theater. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, this oh, actually pretty... surprised me the most. The jack-o'-lantern that I was talking about, the Halloween reference, is CGI. <laughs> yeah. 
He wanted the movie to have even more of a Halloween feel, so he added that in post-production. Oh. <laughs> I did not look CGI, so props to him. Wait, what? It's CGI, the Halloween, the jack-o'-lantern. The, the jack-o'-lantern CGI? Yeah. What? Yes. Really? <laughs> yep. I know. Huh. It got me good. Yeah, no. <laughs> got me really fucking good. What? I, you said that. He's like, yeah, he added it in post. I'm like, what? He just went back and like refilmed? What the fuck? No, post-production, wow. meaning like editing. Yeah, exactly. I, you said that, and I was like, you don't mean post, really? Damn, well, you got me fooled. Dude, CGI's come a long way. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, I think we're going to see CGI pumpkins in the new Halloween movie? I could only hope. I would hope so, too, seeing bitches like that. Wow. The scene in the pizza restaurant was originally meant to take place in a burger restaurant, but Damien Leone changed this when he realized that both Jenna Cannell and Catherine Corcoran are vegetarian. What a nice guy. Well, again, they they had it coming, dude. The two drunk foods, pizza or burgers. That is true. That is true. No fries, though. And apparently Jenna Cannell had two doubles, body doubles, for her film. Really? Yeah. Two? Two. I, I wonder for what scenes, actually. I, I guess the corpse. I wish I would have known that before I watched it. I would definitely try to find them. Yeah, wow. Damn, okay. I didn't, I didn't realize. Uh, we did mention, obviously, a list of the people who donated to the film are um, shown in the credits for who provided money on Indiegogo. And this one I definitely didn't catch either. At the beginning of the film, in Monica's dressing room, the news interviewer, there's a sign which reads, the end is just a new beginning. That obviously foreshadows the end. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> um, I'll give you some sequel info, actually, too. Yeah. I, oh, gosh. I don't know. Because like, now that I know that there's a sequel, because I only found out that they were making a sequel when I looked up the first one. Oh, so this is just background and, on what's going on with it. Okay, good. All right. I was going to say, because I'm, I'm tempted not to watch the trailer and just go into it completely blind. It's just like every movie right now it's kind of just stuck because of covid and everything oh shit the breakdown is after being resurrected the synopsis the after being resurrected by a sinister entity art the clown returns to the timid town in miles county where he targets a teenage girl and her younger brother on halloween night damn okay all right um so it was announced in june 2020 that filming of terror fire 2 began in october 2019 and it was almost complete when the world went into quarantine. The final scenes are expected to be shot in the coming weeks as productions... Oh, wow. Okay. Not coming weeks now. This is probably actually happening now. <laughs> this oh, article okay. is probably... Shit. I was like, wow, that's like really well-timed for... I'm guessing this is in somewhere at the end of 2020 or maybe beginning of 2021. Um, productions... Whenever productions are allowed to resume new things, so that's been going on. Um, Damien Leone has been hard at work during the quarantine editing the footage that was already filmed and a teaser trailer will likely be unleashed very soon. Um, A release date has not been announced yet. The original plan prior to the pandemic was for October 2020. So maybe we get it next month. I don't know. You think we're going to get a stealth drop? It's currently listed under post-production still on IMDb. Okay. I don't recognize anyone on the cast list except for, like I said, David Howard Thornton as Art and uh, Samantha Scafidi, the final girl, uh, Victoria Heiss. And okay. that's that's about all we got right now. Whew, God, I'm, I'm dude. I'm honestly super fucking ecstatic 
just, just I'm so curious on how fucking graphic these kills are going to be because I, I feel like he's going to try to go above and beyond from the first one. Oh, definitely. Dude, I, I'm kind of nervous now. How the fuck are you going to top that whole sawing in half I mean, kill? that's a hard task. Um, I don't think he'll suffer from sequelitis, though. I think he's going to bring it. I don't think so it. either, but I am, I'm kind of giddy because now I feel like I definitely feel like he's going to try to do something. Yes, but I don't know how you top it. That's a good question. Now, do you, now do you think Art's going to pull out another gun on a kid? <laughs> Dude, that would be so fucked up. That would be fucked up. It's so cool. I mean, that's not a bad prediction. Do you have any predictions? I can see something involving like a baby or something, like kicking a baby or something. <laughs> Pumping Dude, a baby. I, I don't know why. I, like, And I think it's because I just saw literally like out of the corner of my eye when looking it up, I saw like the second movie's trailer. I, I know he wasn't holding one, but I pictured in my head he was holding a fucking flamethrower. So if he has like a flamethrower... <laughs> I mean, all rules have been broken. We know he he's down with yeah. guns, so... I, what I do hope, though, is I personally hope he doesn't go too supernatural. Same. Because I will say, and I didn't even list this in the tropes thing, but I noticed how you know he had that killer sense. He could always find the person... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I really hope that in this movie, he not to say that that wasn't a problem, but just I hope they don't go overboard with Supernatural again. I hope it's more safe towards the end. For some reason, it's scarier if they're not Supernatural. Because it feels exactly. more realistic. Because you know they're more humanized, and it's like it's more real. Yeah, like I don't want to see him keep getting shot and then getting back up or something. Like yeah. I don't want to see that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, so... Let's get into the ratings. Um, Ooh, you want to go first? Well, just to give the ratings by oh, IMDb, yeah, yeah, right. it's a 5.7. Really? Not bad, though. That's pretty good. Is it, pre- is it really? For, okay. for, for, for right. IMDb, you know, indie th- yeah. horror. Are they very critical? Well, a horror, a horror, indie, like horror movie. I mean, that's good. Okay. Oh, okay. I, okay. Yeah, 5.7, I would say it's pretty good. I mean, you don't see many horror oh, 5. movies 7. over five, honestly. Mm, um, Rotten Tomatoes, Tomato Meter, 60%. That's like the critics. Audience, 54%. Actually, a little bit lower wow, than I would have really? thought. Huh. Yeah. Um, it did get some... Uh, it was a nominee for the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards in 2019 for okay. Best Limited Release Film. For Damien Leone, Best Supporting Actor for David Howard Thornton, and Best mm. Makeup FX for Damien Leone as well. Only nominees for all those, oh, okay. which is like, I can't imagine that many better ones coming out in 2019, but I didn't look up who yeah. won. I, mm, I don't know. I feel very salty on their behalf. Yeah. Like I feel like it's definitely earned, at least for uh, David. Uh, well, the, he did win in 2018 for oh. Best Actor, David Howard Thornton, and the okay. Fright Meter Awards. And um, they were a nominee for Best Makeup and Best Special Effects as uh, runner-ups. Okay, all right. Was it for Terrifier that he got the award, or was it a... Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I don't think, yeah, he hasn't done many films either, right? No, not at all. Okay. Actually, I was going to say, was Terrifier his most recent before Terrifier 2? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, shit. For the most part. Yeah, movie-wise, yeah. That's pretty much all of them. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. What do you want to do for the ratings? Uh, I mean, dude, I'll be real. Uh, I'm quite shocked on how like balanced 
the the ratings seem like a lot of it's like kind of fifty fifty like you know very average ratings. Yeah, like some of the critiques are like I said, like the character development and stuff, like the really the movie aspects. But yeah, yeah they're not rating it strictly from the horror sense. Yeah, I get that, and like I guess that just separates me from them. Because I'll be real, I I really fucking love this movie, uh. So I'm not even gonna shy away from giving this a seven out of ten. I feel like for what it is, it fucking nails everything it kind of sets out to do, and like most of all, like I was tempted to give this a seven point five, but I wanted to keep it tame with a seven because the reason for that being is that this movie really did freak me out. Like, it scared me, and, dude, if I was fucking 10, like, even even today I was fucking scared by this movie. If I was 10, I'd be shitting my pants. Like, this would probably traumatize me, because oh. you got fucking clowns. Yeah. I figured our answer Shit for that one, scary when you're 10, is definitely yes. Yeah. Dude, like, it's no fucking joke. This movie is so good, and it's such a fitting name, The Terrifier, for just quite how literal it is. You know, the effects are fucking fantastic. Kills are... Each, they're all unique on their own to a certain extent. Like, they're all different from one another in this film. They're not too far similar. So many fake-outs, really, like, cleverly done. Kind of setting up, like, oh, it's going to be a trope. And again, like how you said, dude, I relate so much when <laughs> when Tara got shot five times in the face. And I'm still thinking to myself, like, all right, I'm just going to make it <laughs> yeah. out of this one. <laughs> like This movie, I, I really, really enjoyed watching this movie. And uh, definitely a second watch of this. I still felt like I I was watching it for the first time for a couple of scenes. So, yeah. all in all, really, really good film. I actually feel like I gave it a little bit lower, but I have to kind of mm-hmm. stay true to what um, I initially put because, you know, I want to raise it just from this conversation alone. That kind of happens. But um, just my rating is a 6.4. Um, okay. Not that I don't love this movie, um, it, but it really doesn't tackle those things in terms of uh like you said the the actual story or plot and that's fine i don't like fault him for that it's just like when you look in the full context of well-rounded i can't really give it that much um yeah i super respect it and appreciate the uh the like kind of just diy and special effects aspect and how, how like it's indie and was crowdfunded in a sense like that's awesome I, I will say there's some not so great effects um that you just mm-hmm. can't really get without you know or cgi or a big budget but for what they did it's amazing the sawing and half scene though and the that special effect is crazy good um i would say that they do stuff that is really scary without even any effects though which is pretty awesome um, but yeah, I, I think, I think it's really good for what it's trying to be. And I would definitely watch it again. And I like that it's still incorporated into the Halloween theme. Cause I feel like it's a really good scare. It's a good Halloween movie and it's a good scary movie to just like, also like it's someone, if you really want to get someone who's like, Oh, I don't really like scary movies. Like if you kind of want to mess oh, with them, fuck, dude, that's so fucked up. <laughs> or if they're like. <laughs> kind of probably what we are more in a sense of like we're kind of desensitized a lot of times like this yeah this makes you go oh okay there's some stuff i haven't seen yeah 
Well, that's such a good fucking way of putting it, man. Yeah, no, like, when you feel like you're desensitized, just watch this movie and you'll be like, wow, okay. Seriously, yeah. Like, shit, it's fucking reality check. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we did this for sure. It's, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, super fucking well, awesome pick. And then, of course, are we saying it makes it in the House of Horrors? You know, I really, really like this movie, so... I can definitely see putting it in there, but I'd say yes. If you have like any kind of like, because when I'm thinking of it, you know, like how you said you made a good point. Like it's not a full, well-rounded movie. It's definitely one of those movies like that you would watch for the highlights. Yeah, but and, it's top of its class on what it's trying to do. And oh, so. absolutely, yeah. No, I mean, I want this in the House of Horrors. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, yes. But I could totally see someone else being like, eh, you know, because there's almost like subgenres within horror. Whether it's horror yeah. comedy or slasher. It's a spectrum. So for what it is, it's top of its class and it has to be in there. Absolutely. It's a staple in that yeah. sense. And I guess slasher slash uh I don't even know. You could throw in like the indie aspect and also just the gore. <laughs> I guess like what what is Texas Chainsaw? Because it's like sla what is like is it gritty? Gritty, or yeah. I would say that. Gritty, yeah. It does, it does have that, and you know it's funny you say that too because it does have that almost snuff film <laughs> appeal to like, or aspect to it, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, the visuals of it. And one thing I didn't mention: did you, if you watch through the whole crediting or uh, credits at the very end, before the movie's completely over, it says special thanks to or in memory of Wes Craven, Toby Hooper, and dang, I can't remember the third one. But there's definitely but he, he's, Toby, Toby yeah, Hooper inspiration for sure. Okay. Oh, uh, George A. <laughs> Romero, which is a special effects aspect. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, that makes a lot of sense now. I didn't really get the Wes Craven themes. The only thing I got maybe there was like maybe some of the dialogue from uh, Dawn, like all the ridiculous stuff she says. But that might that's more <laughs> yeah Kevin Williamson anyway. But the the teenagers are always super raunchy and stuff and. Mm-hmm. Talk like that in Wes Craven movies, but definitely see George Romero and Toby Hooper. So it's interesting you oh, say yeah. that. Absolutely, yeah. No, I 100% agree with that. All right. Well, you want to tell them what the next one is? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty good that we got into the Terrifier, and uh, next we're gonna get into the. And you can cut me if this is wrong. But uh, All Hallows' Eve. Yeah. The movie. All right. Nice. Where Art makes his first (laughs) approach. 2013. So we're going back in time a little bit. back. So I'm actually really curious about this. Dude, I love. uh, I'll never be amazed at how when you reference like 2013, like it's 40 years ago or something. Like, wow, we're really. Yeah. What a a throwback. So funny. But I'm I'm curious because Art the Clown he is he the central killer in this film, or is he actually like a? Well, you'll find out, dude. I guess I'll find out. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because he's on the front cover. But you know, if we were this uh, is like this movie, the Terrifier was the whole movie about him. So if we were a little bit more planned, we probably would have done a holiday first. But hey, it's all good. It'll still make it yeah, interesting. We, we just found out that uh you know Terrifier came out in 2016. So. Yeah, well, it was more for both of our time. Poor planning, but I think it adds the interesting dynamic. We'll say that. Yeah, so now we can compare the original to the sequel. 
and be like, man, this first one sucks, dude. <laughs> it's not as good as the second one. Why? Well, there's obviously a lot of hype for Art the Clown from that first one, so there's a reason. I'm definitely going to set my expectations a little bit lower, though, towards the amount of detail for Art. Mm. Just knowing that this movie was dedicated towards that character, and since I don't know anything about uh, All Hallows' Eve, I'm, I'm going to keep my bar not as high as this movie for him to appear and be all fucking crazy and shit. Okay, that's fair. I like that you haven't but, seen it before. But either way, I'm excited, though, because I, I have no idea where directionally that would be going. Well, until next time, dude. Yeah, until next time. Oh, Thank you, guys. Okay, maybe one day I'll actually remember to say this stuff, but... Um, Feel free, you can always email us at house of 1000 horrors, and the 1000 is the number, at gmail.com. And uh, leave us a one star review. It helps us get better. So yeah, we thank you very much. Definitely appreciate that. Yeah. yeah review bomb us, uh, do whatever you need, uh, harass us, anything to go as cloud. Yeah. Look up Any our, cloud's good cloud. Yeah. Swat us, um, dox us. <laughs> swat us. You know, I actually have Jordan's address on my phone. I'm about to read it out Leak to you guys. Because how will we know? Like, obviously, if they're swatting us, it's like, wow, they really don't like us. Well, why don't they like us? Because we had shitty takes. You know? I mean, you do. I, I or don't we know. didn't I, do I the research. Like, there's a reason. Well, whichever one of us gets swatted first, that's, that's oh, why. Shit, that is true, yeah. <laughs> who had the <laughs> worst take? Let's say both of her addresses at the same time and see who gets swatted first. <laughs> that That's a fucking, that's a good Halloween dude, challenge, dude. These are dude. great, dude. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if there will be a next time. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. Until right, next you time. See you, Jordan. Bye, see guys. Ya.